Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I've thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? Do you get what I'm saying now? This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be. Hello, welcome everyone to the spotlight here on Fightful. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by Steven Jensen. And shout out as always to Big Dick Dave Batista for that special intro that he recorded specifically for us. Jensen, how you doing on this Thursday morning? Doing good, doing good. Hoodie weather now here in Atlanta, which is very nice. Getting a little bit cooler outside, which is, uh, this is kind of like my favorite time of the year when like the NFL season's ramping up and weather gets a little bit cooler out, so... Um, I'm happy, excited to be out in Ohio this weekend. No, don't lie. No one's excited to be in I'm Ohio. Excited, man. I'm always no one... excited to be at the wedding, man. I, just, I get to finally meet a lot of y'all in person, like who I haven't actually met, but I've known for a long time. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I hate flying, but I'm going to see my doctor today to get my medicine so I can fly. And uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Big weekend coming up for you. How are you feeling? Yes. I'm fine. I don't, what's happening this weekend? It's, uh, bound for glory. Exciting stuff. I know. Uh, it's no, not no, that. It's victory. victory. Victory Road. Road. I don't know what this Victory Road already happened. Yeah. No, I'm out, yeah. Of it. I'm yeah. out of it. New Japan Royal Quest is this weekend. Oh, okay. There. That one I nailed. <laughs> I feel like y'all strategically chose a weekend that there like wasn't any big wrestling. Oh, 100%. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to say, I, say, like, I figured that was like actually part of the strategy because it's like I know a lot of like wrestling media is going to be there and we all would have been like sitting there. The Vikings actually play uh, Sunday morning because they're the London yeah. game, which is nice. So I'm going to watch it from the Airbnb. I don't, I don't even know what time your wedding's at like that day, but Neither I'll be there. <laughs> show up, hopefully, hopefully be there. Uh, yeah, Joel Pearl says a uh, giant wrestling story will break. Right. I mean, the, the three, in my opinion, the three top news people, myself, Andrew Thompson, and Sean Ross Sapp, are all going to be at one location. So if something breaks, yeah, th- no one's going to be around to cover it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Good stuff. 
Uh, it's uh, I'm 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 ready. I've I've been ready for it. I'm not stressed or anything. I'm more stressed just getting there, and then after that, it it'll be fine. Like once I'm there, I'm there. It's just getting there is is the the part where I'm like, oh gosh, I just wanted to be here already, you know? Right. I totally get you. That's where I'm at. Uh, some housekeeping before we jump into things. We have Greg Cherry in the Creator Spotlight later on in the show around 11 o'clock. Uh, he talks about being a wrestling trivia savant. Yeah. I even tested him when it came to the, some Royal Rumble numbers, and he completely smoked that. So Greg Cherry is going to be there. We try to get him on Quizzlemania. We try to get him to cut promos on uh, Sean Ross Sapp and, and Will Washington, those cowards. So stay tuned to, to listen to, to Greg Cherry um, in the, the creator spotlight next week. I don't know what the status of the show is next week. Uh, I technically have the week off, but I'm also very strange and I like doing this show and I like working and there's a good chance where I'm like, come Tuesday. I'm like, Jensen, you want to do the show on Thursday? And we end up doing the show next week. So right now I'm going to say a, I won't be on the show next week. I don't know if Jensen might have other plans, but that, that's what I'm going to say right now, just to cover my bases. And there's a also a kind of a strong possibility that I show up next week and we're, we're good to go. Yeah, we'll get that figured out um, for next Thursday. Also, same kind of deal for the weekender. Like I plan on doing the show next week. It's just a matter of what the show will be and when I'll report it because I am taking Monday off as well to like just hang out at the Airbnb the day after your wedding. So I'll probably record something that I want to check your cheese on Monday. Oh, are you? You're coming. Oh, I'm coming too. Okay, yeah. let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be our <laughs> Monday. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Hell yeah, I'm down. So, um, so I was saying, like, I know, like, you know, me, SP3, and Cass have an Airbnb together, and I was like, we'll probably just record some bullshit on like one of those nights, just like I'll just record some stuff, and I'll just you put guys, it out as a weekender. You guys aren't going to be at the wedding. You guys are going to be in jail on Sunday. You, SP3, Cass, same place. Yeah, I don't Cass is a, he's a menace out there. He, I don't, <laughs> never know what to expect with him. He's bumped again this week, by the way. We, yep. we decided to go with Greg Cherry instead of yeah. Cass. Uh, just, I don't really want him on the show, if I'm being honest. And yeah, we've like bumped Cass bumped every week for like, it's been a little over a month now, so. Um, well, he deserves it. He's, he's not going to be on the show ever if I have my way. Right. Yeah, that'll be fun this weekend. <laughs> uh, very. I'm worried about you guys more than I'm worried about myself, in all honesty. Dude, we're staying like, I, I, I Google Maps it. It's like, the Airbnb is like a five-minute drive to your wedding venue. I mean, it's like yeah. right there. So that's Well, it's about perfect. a four-minute drive to where I live. So, yes, you guys are very close because the venue perfect. is very close to, to where uh i live so yeah it's uh oh boy it's gonna be something this week this show honestly you know what there might be there might not be a show next week because nobody exists from fightful after after this weekend i don't know that's what's possible yeah, that's it's possible gonna be, it's gonna be something let's get into the wrestling talk everybody you want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a wwe superstar you know, WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better than made than being a professional wrestler <laughs> Jensen, Sami Zayn is a professional wrestler, but fuck if he isn't a tremendous WWE superstar as well. This honorary Oos segment on Friday. So I knew I read the Fightful Select Report. I I was covering SmackDown 
and it, I, I always, I always want the scoop so I can pre-write the story. That's not, that's a bit on Twitter, but it's also true of like, I like pre-writing the story. I like being prepared. So I knew that there was going to be Sami Zayn inducted as like an honorary oost, that being official, and he was going to get a t-shirt. I knew this was coming because it was on select. It was a part of Sean's rundown. And yet when I watched the show and I saw the way Roman Reigns was treating him and the way Jey Uso was popping and everything, I was like, they're really going to kick this man out. Like they, they, they don't like this man after all Sammy has done for him. They don't, they're going to kick him out like this. The performances were so good here. And then when the swerve happened and he got the shirt and Jey Uso is extremely upset about it and he hugs Roman and everything. Oh, it was, even though I knew it was coming, I bid on everything. I popped for everything. Just great, 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 great stuff by the bloodline and Sami Zayn. I agree. And and I actually watched that live as it was happening too. Like I, I, I kind of, I mean, it's pretty rare that I watch like raw or SmackDown live right now. Although I did watch um, about half of raw live on Monday and then really enjoyed what I saw. Like, I think that they're making really good changes in the WWE. Um, I have to give them credit where it's due. <coughs> um, yeah. I love the beginning of SmackDown. I, I can't remember even why I tuned in. Like I don't, uh, they were teasing the that was like a big tease for the white rabbit right and then yeah. it was like then it just like they they i know now it's it's continuing to build and they're still putting out teasers but i'm pretty sure i tuned in because like that was the big thing and i was like you know what i've got to be on here at 9 23 anyway i'll just i'll just watch the beginning of the show i really enjoyed it man like that was some top tier pro wrestling stuff in my opinion like as far as I, I love I love the swerve. I didn't know any of that ahead of time either. Like I didn't know about like the t-shirt like being made and stuff. So like I wasn't in the same boat as you as far as like knowing what was going on. I, I was afraid that they were kicking him out of the group right away. Like right after I was like really getting into what they were doing. And I know I joked about it last week and stuff about the whole comparison of like him being like the Rob Schneider character and Surf Ninjas and all that stuff, which I do think is accurate and I do think is funny, but Here's the thing: Surf Ninjas is a great movie. I'm not saying oh, yeah. that these are bad things that they're doing this. Like, I think it's a, I think it's an entertaining storyline. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is probably, for me, it's probably one of the most interesting and entertaining stories just in in wrestling in general. Um, if you don't count like all like the backstage, like backstage types of, you're talking just strictly what you see on the screen on a wrestling show. I think Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is is as entertaining as anything else they got going on in any company. Um, and I love the dynamic between Sammy, all the other members of the bloodline. And then Jay, like you were saying, like, like when they give him the shirt, well, first, Jay I mean, hates man, this man. It's they so hates funny. Him. It's so funny because they, Jay's they like, acting like a little bitch out here. Well, I mean, he's also the one that, you know, literally tore the bloodline shirt off of Sammy. Like he was, he was waiting for that opportunity to do that. Like he was yelling, take the shirt off, you know, and like. He was so hype. He was so hype when Roman said, take the shirt off. He's like, take it off. Listen to him. Oops, take it off. Yeah, take it off. And then, so he rips his shirt off. And then I, I loved when Sammy, like the reveal where he looks at the shirt, he turns the shirt around, the crowd goes crazy. He puts it on, and then like he has like that handshake with Jimmy Uso, where they're like oh, hitting elbows so and going back and forth. It's I was so like, "Oh my good. god!" And Jay's just looking at him with like the side eye, like, 
like what is happening you know what i mean and like in like solos like like into it and and Rowan gives him that big hug and you're just like you know eventually they're gonna ruin this dude's life like it's inevitable but like i i think this is a really really good example of something that was probably meant to be a very short-term thing or just like you know a one-off or just kind of a, a wild idea that somebody had that clicked and is working and is over so just go with it like just, just i would they need to run with the Sami Zayn thing for a while um i i yeah i can't really say anything more than that like i i'm i'm thoroughly entertained and all and on top of it i'll also add that it's adding the the credibility of Sami Zayn immediately on the show too because on monday when he had that match with aj styles the match was great like you you got what you would expect out of two guys that are at like the highest level like they are and yes, there was still like kind of the screwy finish with Solo hitting the uh, the Uranagi on the apron to help Sammy win, but it made sense storyline wise. Like Solo's actually helping Sammy. Sammy's getting big wins over big opponents right now. Like so, it, and he also isn't giving up. Like he was in a calf crusher, and they were like, he isn't going to tap out because he doesn't want to embarrass the tribal chief. Like there, I, I really like all the layers to this. So it, it actually is helping Sammy. It is helping the bloodline and it's entertaining. So like, I, I'm all for what they're doing with this. I, I think it's great. It's the best thing on WWE television right now. And they, they popped a big rating on, on Fridays, like 2.5 million viewers. And I do think a lot of that was the white rabbit stuff and people tuning in and being very interested in that. But the good news is, if they tuned in for that and they saw this segment, you would hope that, okay, now people are going to come back for this because this it's been universally praised by everybody as it should be. Cause yeah. I, all the performances were fantastic. You mentioned the handshake with uh, <laughs> him and Jimmy. I love that because I, I went back and I, I rewatched like so, just pretty much the entire build to this from when Sammy was first trying to, you know, he wanted to prove himself as a locker room leader and he felt disrespected and he wanted to go to Roman to, to get that, to, to get the acceptance and everything and to get everybody in line and just the, the build to everything and how the relationship has, has gone up. And you see the early stages when he does the handshake with Jimmy and it didn't quite click it at first sammy's very awkward with it jimmy's like ah, i don't know about all this but then you see it now and it's like it's completely on point with everything just watch the build of the handshake that tells the whole story right there uh, i love the handshake they have jay has been so good as the person who just can't stand him doesn't trust him doesn't like it when they turn on sammy i assume they will at some point when they do this man is going to be the absolute biggest baby face in the company big mick foley vibes of the guy who maybe shouldn't be in this position but is is always kind of been presented as lower than everybody else but can just do a variety of things works well with everybody and can just he can elevate himself while being elevated with others and elevate others in this spot sort of like look, mick foley was never on the level of the rock in austin right but when he won the title, one of the <laughs> biggest pops in, yeah. in wrestling history. I ain't saying Sammy is going to to win the title. I wouldn't mind it, but he is in that position of when he becomes this baby face, it's going to be just a tremendous spot. When he costs Roman something, when he takes out the Usos, whatever it might be, to when he gets his revenge after getting turned on by them, going to be such tremendous. 
just a huge, huge pop, and it's going to be great television. I can't wait for that. But until we get there, I don't want it anytime soon, mind you. Right. Because the stuff they're doing right now is so good. And it really has breathed new life into the Bloodline stuff because it was getting repetitive there for a while. Like I, the, the Lesnar stuff felt very repetitive. Uh, last year was just kind of a drag with a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, we know you're you're winning everything like it's fine we get it but since it sammy has come along after wrestlemania whole new life into this entire angle so yeah credit to to sammy and really everybody everybody's had great performances throughout solo adds a new layer sammy using him as protection and i loved after solo beat up ricochet and, and madcap sammy's like yeah i was about to do that but you know <laughs> bloodline well, fuck with us like that. Once again, surf ninjas. It's like it's like Rob Schneider thinking he's like getting like he's like the reason that all this stuff around him is happening. When like or even like uh almost similar to like Beverly Hills Ninja, where like you know Chris Farley's out there, like his brother is actually following behind him the entire time, like actually <laughs> actually doing all the work, and like he's right. so oblivious that so, like he thinks it's all him, you know. Um, Sammy uh, got that shot in on Ricochet. Ricochet, when he, I'm sure you've seen seen the gif where he, he throws himself into the, the garage door after Solo's already released him. That was all yeah. Sammy. That was Sammy mind controlling right there. He was, he was going to do it himself, and then he just, he willed it. He willed Ricochet into that garage door. There you go. Yeah, and and you know I like the Mick Foley comparison too. Um, and you're you're right about that also. Back, you know, people might not know that, or maybe are newer fans or a little bit younger. But like back in the Attitude Era, like the late '90s, early 2000s, it really—I mean, it was it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're, we're talking WWF. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rock was like right there, and then the next tier down, like. The first guy I think about is Mick Foley, like yeah. from that era. I mean, you have your Triple H's and Undertakers and stuff like that, but like, I, I honestly think Mick Foley was like that next guy, popularity wise, at least for like a point in time. And uh, and the other thing that I think is a good comparison between Mick Foley and Sami Zayn is they both look like they neither looks like the the kind of prototypical pro wrestler, right? Like Mick Foley looked like a just a common dude who was just so tough like that he could homeless man. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was just, his toughness got him through and made him believable. Um, and Sami Zayn just looks like a regular dude. His like hair's all crazy. And like, he does not and, like, I mean, he wrestles in like a full like t-shirt and everything. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter though. Like I, I like uniqueness. I talk about that all the time. Uh, I, if you can do something different, I'm for it. And right now, Sami Zayn's doing something different. And I, I really like it. I think the bloodline, like you said, it works out so good for solo also because he's kind of the the odd man out without having a title and that whole thing was weird the whole north american title thing and having to give it away again that was but but like because he's the one without a title belt it gives him like something to do where like he's kind he's the guy watching over Sami Zayn when the rest of the bloodline isn't around um so no i i think you're i think you're right about all that stuff and uh I like the uh, the evolution of the handshake too. That that definitely needed to be pointed out. Like, and and Jimmy is like the real wild card in all this. Is like because he just he hates Sammy, and, and eventually it's going to be that all of them were in on the joke, or maybe there's some sort of split amongst the bloodline at some point. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I'd imagine they're all eventually going to turn on on Sammy, and it will be 
the big baby face run that we're talking about. But once again, I just like you, I hope they don't make any kind of changes anytime soon because I think they have a lot of there's a lot of meat on the bone right now for them to 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 do like a, a you know a legitimate story with Sami Zayn being involved in this. We got war games coming up at Survivor Series, and it's certainly setting up to where Bloodline is gonna be part of this. I would I would imagine anyway. I guess you can do Edge's team against Judgment Day if you want to try to stretch that out for another two months. I hope not, but it de- it feels like Bloodline's gonna be part of the War Games, and I I don't think you should turn on Sammy there. I think that might be where you add that's either where you can like elevate Sammy with this as he like gets the victory in the match, or that's where you can start planting the seeds of Sammy's not officially bloodline or, or Sammy's less than because he takes the fall or like loses that match for them. That that's very early thinking that, you know, survivor series is in November. It's still like two months away. So they, they have a long ways to go to get there, but that that's where my, my brain is going when it comes to bloodline being in survivor series is I think that's going to be a very big spot for Sammy and how long they might stretch this out or if they might truncate it a little bit. And it's still at least another two months, but just how quickly they're, they're willing to, to give Sammy as far as being in the bloodline or if they're going to kind of get the ball rolling on the turn. Right. No, I'm with you. I don't know when they're going to start doing that, but I do think it would make sense for that to keep running like through, uh, through war games. I, I with you. I'm with you there. I'd imagine the bloodline will be part of that. And I feel like, I mean, they're kind of building a judgment day in whatever like their adversaries will be like AJ Styles and like a like a group of and AJ Styles and Edge probably and like someone else, some other people. I don't know. I'm still not huge on the judgment day thing, but I I, I respect that they're like trying with it. But I don't need Dominic um, Mysterio in war games. That's for sure. Right. For sure. Well, that's the thing, too. It makes it weird because, like, well, I shouldn't say weird, but, like, for WWE, unusual if, like, Rhea Ripley would would be involved um, and they make it, like, intergender. I'm, I would, I'd be fine, personally. Be like, I personally would be fine with it, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, I just don't see the WWE doing it. Um, but, like, I, like, I, I mean, Rhea is, like, way more believable than Dominic in that match. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah. It'd be much better if she's in it than if right. uh, Dominic's in it. Like I'd, I'd be much more interested. In it. I have no interest in seeing Dominic Mysterio do anything. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn, great bloodline, great. Looking forward to seeing more of, of where this goes. And looks like it's going at least until Survivor Series. War Games, I think, will be very telling. Uh, assuming Bloodline is part of that, it'll be very telling as far as what they're going to do with uh, Sami and Bloodline moving forward but fuck that segment on friday i assume everybody's seen it at this point if you haven't what are you waiting for go watch it just great performances all around jensen my wwe spotlight this week is candice loray returning kind of knew it was coming uh once johnny gargano was back in the mix a month ago we didn't know when candice would be back but we all figured okay well she's coming back to wwe if uh if uh gargano is here her husband is here so she is back uh, she defeated Nikki Ash, Nikki A-S-H, whatever you want to call her. It, it seems like that might get dropped. But she defeated her on Monday Night's Raw. And then she she was backstage with Asuka, Alexa, Bianca, confronted by Damage Control. She's going to face Dakota next week, Candice is. And speaking of War Games, seems like this is going to be a setup for War Games here with Damage Control against the Babyfaces. I don't know if Damage Control adds 
two women, if it's going to be five on five, or if they're only going to need to add one, I have my theories on a lot of this, but, and if then um, Bianca's group is going to need an extra, if Becky is possibly healthy by survivor series. So a lot of things they could possibly do here, but overall, what'd you think of Candice LeRae's return being back and then where they could possibly go with this? Um, I mean, it's great to see her back and she, she looks phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, she, she looks like she's in awesome shape and I like the kind of like all purple kind of look she had with like her hair and the gear and everything. Um, I don't know if this was just me. It seemed like the crowd didn't really pop. Like I kind of expected them to, I don't know if she crowd wasn't great on Monday. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm not saying like for her specifically, you know what I mean? I'm just, I just noticed like it was a big return and I just kind of, Especially, I mean, it's 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 apples to oranges, but like Paige debuting in AEW was like a massive pop. You know what I mean? And it was like, damn, I wish Candice would have got a little bit more than that personally. But she looked really good in the match. Um, and I like that swinging neck breaker off the second rope she does. Um, I mean, it's good to have her back. I like you said, I I, I saw it coming, and it makes sense that she'd be back in WWE um especially with triple h in charge and we've talked plenty about that like i'm sure she feels like she has a really bright future there and so does gargano so i mean it's good to see candace back she's a super high level wrestler she adds a lot to the uh the women's divisions um amongst wwe's main roster and uh and also you touched on it too but like that nikki ash gimmick is ass like they gotta get rid of they they should have got rid of that way long ago like that that is a dumb gimmick, um, and it looks like they're done with that, so that's good. Because um, Nikki's a solid performer as well. I just think it's a it, it was a it was a gimmick that that was going to pigeonhole her bad, and it did. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think they advanced a few things here. Get get Nikki ash out of that gimmick. Uh, get Candice LeRae involved, and I, and I agree with you. I do think this is leading to war games, like the women's war game match. I think will be damage control versus some sort of combination of of candace array and friends so i i think it'll be my my guess very early guess is becky will be back by the time survivor series rolls around maybe you can limit her in the match becky probably won't want to limit things but i think she'll be back by then and then sasha and naomi as part of damage control i know people are freaking out with sasha oh she changed her twitter handle she's mercedes now she's no longer sasha banks wwe i still think that's where she she's coming back it's in boston survivor series is that's her hometown she still has wwe in her bio so you know she has star wars in her bio and she's adamant that she's not part of star wars everyone like oh she's not part of star wars but she was in star wars i do think she's gonna be part of star wars I do think she's going to be back at WWE by Survivor Series, and I think she's going to be part of this War Games. That's my early guess on this, just like it's my early guess with Bloodline and Sami Zayn. I think that's a good call. I think I think it's very very possible. Once again, great to see Candice back. Like you know, she was a, uh, it was she was definitely um, it was definitely on my mind and on the mind of a lot of fans for a while as to where she was going to eventually return, and WWE made the most sense, and I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see where she is. Um, and I, I, I expect them to push her. You know, it, that's what it looks like is going to happen. So, um, so yeah, this this was all good. It, once again, it, it advanced the the Nikki stuff to hopefully something different from her and also uh, established uh, Candice LeRae immediately as, like, someone who matters on the show. 
And I hope they continue to make Candice mattering because she was up and down a little bit in NXT, but the matches with EO when like when she got to go, people remembered how good Candice LeRae is. And yeah, you know, then she did the the stuff with the way and the comedy with Gargano, which was great. And that showed she can do like the the performance side of everything, but when she got to go in the ring and it was limited, but when when she got there, like she she always she's always been a tremendous in-ring performer. So hopefully they continue to to let that showcase. I hope Dakota and her get a lot of time on Monday because I think that could be just an excellent match if, if they give them a good like 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not logged in right now. Can you pull up Money Mark's chat real quick at the bottom? Yes. Where does Charlotte fit in? Oh, where does Charlotte um, fit in? Then, she then, wants. She's the queen. Say, Hashtag pop, bow down. Right, exactly. Good, good follow-up by Pile Driver Finisher says Charlotte will always find a place. She'll always find a place right at the top. Like Charlotte is not Charlotte. Right. Not just happening with Charlotte. If when, when Charlotte's back, she's going to be she'll be one of the champions pretty much immediately. I I have no, I have no uh, concern about Charlotte's future in the WWE whatsoever. No matter how many great women they bring in, Charlotte's always going to be up there as uh as like the champion or or one of the challengers for the title. She'll always she'll always have a big spot on the show, which I'm great with because I'm I am a big fan of the Queen Charlotte player. So Charlotte biding her time. She'll be back. Uh, she'll be back for rumble season after Monday night football is over that first Monday after football, Charlotte's going to return, take all the credit for popping that Raiden, the old, the old Hogan theory, the old Hogan move there. Charlotte's brilliant at this shit. She'll be fine. It's all yes. good with Charlotte. Uh, Kate leaves a super chat and just says happy wedding week. Just love for the fellas. Yeah. Steven Jensen and I are getting married this weekend. It's going to be yes. great. Um, <laughs> let's move on to, to the aew spotlight steven jensen uh over a million fans uh and a great number in the demo tuned in and it was a great show and i think it's been a run of great shows last night aew dynamite we had so my spotlight for this week is the mjf and wheeler yuda segment mm-hmm. um wheeler yuda just came out he started going off on Mike, he called out MJF. He said, let's fucking fight here in Philly. He's like, I know MJF's not going to fight me. He's scared. He's going to come out here. He's going to talk. He's going to say, I have no charisma. He's going to run down Philly sports teams. And he's just going to run and hide. And MJF came out and he said, Willow Yuta has no charisma. He ran down the Philly sports teams. Then he hid behind the gun club. A lot of mixed reviews on on this segment uh, people were kind of down on wheeler yuda's performance because his voice was cracking and everything like ah that wheeler yuda can't cut a promo a hot take wheeler yuda ate up mjf in this segment i thought he outperformed mjf in this segment what do you think of this jensen i like that observation um <clears throat> you know i i got to see these two guys wrestle Back in, I think it was 2018, in a, a show called Dojo Pro that aired on Amazon Prime. And it, it I don't know where it is currently, but I talked about Shout it. Shout on- out real quickly. Shout out mm-hmm. to Larry Zonka, who, RIP Larry Zonka. I swear, apparently you, like you and Larry Zonka were the only people that ever watched this show. Because I remember him reviewing this because he reviewed everything. So the go- yeah Dojo Pro. Oh, I was there live at Dojo Pro. Yeah, like so there was there 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 was maybe twenty people in the building for this thing. I mean, it was like a three day thing, and you had to get invited to it. Um, but it was because it was like this TV setup thing. It, it, it was it was wild. Like anyway, I got invited to this thing. I mean, I'll let let me just just to 
give you all an example. I did this on Tuesday with Doug also, but just I was going to. So this this one's again, this is 2018, I believe, because that's the copyright on the website. But these are the just really quickly. Th this was the tournament for Dojo Pro. These are the names. And think about where all these people are now. OK, so we had Carrie Awful, who doesn't wrestle as often now, but trains a lot of wrestlers out of like the southeast. Kevin Koo, one half of the top independent wrestling tag team bounces forever. Gunnar Miller, who was a guy who like got big in the southeast, but kind of dropped off the scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, you have Wheeler Yuta, um, Corey Hollis, who had a Ring of Honor run. He was Hangman's uh, tag team partner back in the day. Joe Janela, Brandon Cutler. This was before Brandon was like the stooge. He was like kind of trying to get back into wrestling. James Storm, Ricky Starks, Aaron Solo, MJF, Swerve, and Jeff Cobb. Like this was this tournament I saw in front of like 20 people. And most of those people now are either on mainstream TV or like the top names like you know, on the indies and stuff. So it was, so it's, it's cool. Cause I got to see MJF wrestle like a lot of these guys before MJF, like himself really blew up. And, and when, so when he references it on TV, I, I love it. Cause like he was talking about his history with Wheeler. He's like, I've wrestled this guy. And I'm like, I was there for some of that. Like that's, I remember this. And, and it's wild to see just how much better both guys have gotten and just how much more popular both guys have gotten. And here's the thing. I think Wheeler Yuta, he, he could he could do some work on his promo skills, in my opinion, his delivery. But I believe what he's saying. Like, he's a believable yeah. guy. He's very authentic. And he works his ass off. Like, he's a guy who had to work really hard for a long time to get to the spot that he's in. Like, really had to, like, rise, like, through the indies and put on. It, his rise wasn't, like, 
from like doing anything flashy. His rise was from having like hour-long technical masterpiece matches. You know what I mean? Like it was like he put in such hard work all over the place. Um, and MJF rose through the scene very quickly. Like, because once again, when I started seeing him live, he was out there calling himself like the best like two-year veteran in wrestling back then. And now he's like, you know, I don't know how many years he's in now, he's like 26, but um it's uh it's just it's just awesome seeing the 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 progression of these two guys and how how their careers are are linked in meeting once again here and it all makes sense like you have wheeler yuda former ring of honor pure champion part of the uh, blackpool combat club all the credibility that he's built since coming to AEW. of mjf the dynamite diamond ring the multi-time winner of that the current number one contender for the the title having that that poker chip and everything and it's a match that feels like it actually really matters. And more importantly, I think it's the match where, because this is going to happen in Cincinnati next week, right? Where the world title match is. No, um, no. Uh, th- this match is happening in, in D.C. on the anniversary show. Oh, D.C. on the anniversary show, right? And then they're doing they're doing mocks and uh, in Hangman in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that like this this feud with Wheeler Yuta and MJF, is going to be something good that MJ like, so MJF can get like a good win while he's waiting. And then I think he's going to win the world title from Moxley in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, that, so. that that's what I, I called as well last week. Uh, saying yeah. that yeah, after hangman and Mox, like you want to get heat on MJF who got a huge pop when his music hit, by the way, like they were kind of booing you to, um, and when MJF's music hit, like he got a big pop out of that, but you want to get heat on MJF and like really reestablish, that because right now the fans are still cheering for him when his music hits you want those boos to return you have them beat moxley in cincinnati that's yeah. how you get heat back on this man because he's still clearly a heel like he's not a baby face at all he's still very much a heel for sure i i, I really liked um last night when mjf was like up in the up in like the box watching the match and wheeler just like popped up behind him and i was like he looks pissed like this is this is a good look for wheeler like he he need he needs something like this, in my opinion. Like he still has this, obviously the on the potential alone. I mean, he has such a massively bright future, but I also don't want to see him get lost in the mix. Cause I really compare him to guys like Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty and stuff, like the guys who are like that that up and coming new breed of like just really great technical wrestlers. And uh we're seeing what's happening with Garcia right now. He's getting a big push, which is awesome. And I want to see Wheeler kind of in that on that same kind of trajectory. Um, and something with MJF like this it helps him a lot. Once again, I expect MJF to win the match, you know, at the end of the day. But if Wheeler can just make it good, um, which it will be, it will I'm, be. I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. And this is also something that, that's something that could have been kind of handpicked too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Tony went to MJF and was like, Hey, who would you like if you could pick kind of anyone? We got to do something kind of short term before you win the title. I wouldn't be surprised if MJF was like Wheeler Yuta because like they know it will be good and they have the history, you know. I thought MJF's promo last night was mid to use an MJF right. term that apparently yeah, he big. coined. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I've wasn't... never heard anyone say that ever before him. <laughs> I was not. I was not a fan of of his material. I just Yuta eight miled him. By the way, he's like he's gonna come out here, say no charisma, run down Philly. Like that's exactly what MJF did. And I tweeted that like, oh, the biggest flaw Wheeler Yuta has is he's from Philly, and that confused MJF. And 
people were like, oh, well, like, let's be nice about Philly. Like, they didn't understand it. My point on this was MJF's promos rely a lot on kind of low hanging fruit and biting at personal stuff, like history, family, whatever it might be. Like, you know, all these wrestlers got a pass and everything, and he's able to, to jab at Punk with this history of like, quitting he's able to jab at moxley with the alcohol is able to jab at brian pillman jr with with his family and whatnot like this is a lot of like mjf promo material and it, he's good at it but when you just have a guy who all right he's just not known for his talking and he's from philly mjf just didn't have anything that really bit at him and again because you called him out on that before mjf even got out there that took some sting out of MJF's words as well. So MJF's words were just basically like, I'm going to say what you already told all these people I was going to say. Yeah, Pile Driver Finisher mentions Darby. Same thing. Like you can, there's a lot, there's history and there's personal stuff to, to take jabs at there. If, you know, he said, he called them out and he's, MJF just said everything that Wheeler Yuta said he was going to say. And then he talked about the usual, like, oh, I'm going to win the title. I'm going to cash in here, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think MJF's promo was was all that good, honestly. Like, Yuta, I understand why people may have had a problem with, with Yuta's promo because it's not your typical... It wasn't very polished, you could tell. He just came out there, and he just kind of spoke from the heart, and he was just amped up. But I thought... I understand the delivery pro- problems, his voice cracking and whatnot. But you got to put these guys out there in these situations. Like if you want them to get yes. better, you can't have just like a lot of rehearsed stuff and, and just kind of kid gloves them the, the entire time. Like that's how Garcia it eventually worked with him. Now Garcia did have Jericho by his side for a lot of that. And Jericho is going to coach him up and teach him and everything. And you has been out there like, last night. He was literally on his own. So there is a difference, but you just got to put these guys out there that you, that you see plans for and, and let them go and, and see what happens. And, not all promos are the same. Not everything's going to be well-polished and come off the delivered perfectly. But if there's some believability and there's you know not so much awkwardness, I mean, you're talking about awkwardness, that Soraya promo, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, <laughs> wasn't a fan of that same. at all. That was an awkward promo, and that's someone who's been doing it for a while. So there, there's, there's a difference in this stuff. I preferred Yuta's promo over MJF's. I prefer preferred his promo over Soraya's and people like 99% of people are going to say, well, both of them are better on the mic than Willow Yuta, which is true on the whole, I think. But last night Yuta cut the best promo of the night. I don't think it's better than the Jericho stuff, but Yuta had a better promo than that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. And I, I also agree that like, I like that AEW is doing stuff like this. I like that they're letting their performers go out there and sink or swim. And if they, if they don't knock it out of the park every single time, that's okay. Like it's a learning process. It, it, you know, I'm not comparing these, these two things directly, but just for the idea, like, and once again, this is, this isn't fair to Wheeler Yuta because I think he's much beyond needing to do something like this, but like in WWE, they have stuff like NXT and NXT level up and stuff where like, you can, like you, like you can kind of learn and fail, like without it being a humongous deal on like raw or SmackDown or on like a pay-per-view in AEW, you don't really have that. Like you have dark, of course, but like, you don't really have like Jade Cargill is a perfect example of this. We pretty much seen her entire career in front of us. Like she didn't have an indie run. She didn't really have like matches, 
pre AEW. Like she's literally having to just to learn. And if, and if it sucks, she's not going to be there. If it's great, she's going to keep getting her push. And I think she has knocked it out of the park. I'm a huge Jade Cargill fan. I talk about that all the time. And I like that they're doing this with Yuta too. It's like, even if his promos aren't always the best, stick with them. He's going to keep getting better. Like, even if they mess up every now and then, stick with them. They're going to keep getting better. Like, it's okay. as you know. So I, I think that, I think that because here's the thing, like we we've seen you to give not like the best promos in the world, but as long as they continue to improve and he stays over and he stays believable, like that's really all that matters. Like because his matches are going to continue to be great. Like his in ring his in ring skill is is way 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 up there. So like that's not going to change. So it's just a matter of keeping the connection with the fans, and I think he's doing a really good job of that. And he has a perfect person to do that with because everyone's super invested in MJF. So, um, but I'm with you. Like, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a cheap thing to do to like call out everything someone's going to say before they say it. Cause you know what they're going to be saying, but at the same time, it made Wheeler look really good last night. Like it made him look smart. You know, I don't know how much Yuta, like if that was a bullet point in his mind, if he just kind of jumped kind of jumped the gun and yeah, just again, eight mild uh, MJF's material, or maybe he thought MJF had other material, but yeah, when he didn't, it definitely made you to look better. So I don't know how much thought process went into that of MJF saying, Hey, say this, uh, and, and, or you to just deciding, well, this is what I'm going to say. And then MJF just had nothing, nothing else there. So I would like to know sort of where, where things were like how that was laid out. And if, Yuta just had that idea, didn't go through it, thought MJF might have had more. They they told Yuta to say that. Whatever it was, it could be a, a chicken and the egg sort of situation. Of, right. All right, who told who what to do there? Um, but yeah, it did make Yuta look better because MJF just didn't have anything. And again, I think part of that is there ain't much to say about Wheeler Yuta. Like, I would have liked it if MJF just kind of took shots at Blackpool Combat Club. Like, where where was that? Like, you know, I beat the shit out of you last week, and where were your buddies at? You know, where are they at right now? Like, you're coming out here, you're the forgotten guy of this group. Like, they don't give a shit about you. Like, that. Brian Danielson's out here with Daniel Garcia. He cares more about him than he cares about you. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I would have liked to, to uh, seen out of MJF, like just a little bit more depth to the promo. Uh, Kate says, I felt like it was MJF saying, I'm going to do it anyway. And maybe it was like, yeah, I don't care what you say about me. I'm going to go ahead and just do this anyway. But I thought it was just weak shit from MJF. Yeah. Well, that's also like, I mean, we praise MJF constantly. Like, it, you know, so this is just kind of an off, an off situation, I think, uh, for for MJF. But once again, he had the, the steam taken out of his, out of his sales or whatever the wind taken out of sales, whatever this expression is, because once again, it's like, like you said, like eight mile, like if you're going into a rap battle and I know all the bars you're going to be spitting at me, I know everything you're going to be saying. So I just say it all first. You know what I mean? And it's like, good luck. I just took all your material. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but once again, it made, it made you to look smart, which they need to do. They can't have him looking stupid going into this with MJF because MJF is, the devil himself. He's the smartest guy on the whole show. You know what I mean? When it comes down to like plotting and in revenge and, and all that kind of stuff. Like I, so like you got to look smart if you're Wheeler Yuta going into this. So I, you know, 
I thought I thought it I thought it did what it needed to do to advance what they're doing. And I mean, it's it's all just leading to some. They're they're basically just trying to do like a fast build to this match at the anniversary show. And I think they for for what it needs to be, I think it's been fine. Yeah, I think I think it's been good. I did like the when he attacked him in the skybox as well because I thought about when MJF was up there, and it was very early in the Dynamite run when the Inner Circle were up there and they got attacked. Um, oh, it was Cody. Cody and them went up there and and attacked the Inner Circle in the early early days of Dynamite. I really like that segment. I was like, why didn't someone just go up there and just beat up? mjf and that's what happened so i'm looking forward to the match next week and it should be good i praise mjf a lot when it comes to his wrestling and his promo abilities he took a shot at my guy phil Lindsay on twitter I this past that. week this week though so like a little bit of heat with mjf you can't come after one of our own not expect a bit of blowback so true whatever. yeah see if mjf he's invited to the wedding this weekend we'll see if he shows up we'll do some face punching all right oh geez Jensen, your spotlight this week when it comes to AEW is House of Black. So we know Malachi is taking time off. He confirmed that he asked for his release in in one post. And then in another video, he said he was just going to take time off. And then Buddy Matthews said in a promo that you broke. We broke this news, Jensen. Like you sent this to me. He's like, hey, the promoter asked me to kind of put this out there. I'll tell the story. story? Sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Buddy Matthews is taking time off as well. So House of Black kind of reconfiguring things with AEW. Yeah, let's let's talk about how we broke a little bit of news on yeah. on Sunday, Jensen. Yeah, so like Saturday night, I wish I hadn't gone to sleep before you messaged me. The guy messaged me pretty late at night, but he uh yeah, he so uh Fight Life had that indie show um on Saturday night, and I I don't know if it was I must have been tweeting about it or something. I can't remember. For some reason, the um, the promoter for Fight Life messaged me that night um, with an unlisted YouTube video. And he said, hey, um, you know, Buddy Matthews cut this promo after the match. If you want to be the one, <clears throat> the ones to break this, um, just let me know. And I won't I won't list the video until I hear back from you. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. So, like, I, I wound up seeing the message on Sunday, sent you the video. And I was like, hey. The dude straight up just said, like, he he asked if we wanted to break this. So I'll, you know, what do you think? You got the, the story up, like, immediately. And it tied in with Sean's scoop on Fightful Select, which I didn't even know was going up that day. Well, so. well, Sean's scoop was not, I don't know if it was not going up that day. But when I put in our group chat, like, hey, I'm going to do a story on this Buddy Matthews saying he's going to take time off that, that Jensen sent me. That's when Sean was like, oh, well, what did he say? And then I sent him the transcript and he's like, oh, well, this is what I heard. So I'm going to post this. So I don't know if it was supposed to go up that day. It went up that day because of what you sent me. Well, there you go. So, so I, so anyway, I, you know, I hit the guy up. I was like, Hey, and I sent him the, your article. And I was like, Hey, do you want me to, I don't know what you want me to do with the link. You know, if you want me to like just tweet it or, or what you want, how you want me to kind of put this out there. I was like, the stories are going out fightful right now and uh and he was like yeah man just uh just tweet the link out and i'll and i'll make the video public and i was like okay cool and that's why like when i tweeted it out it went from like private to public kind of like right as that was happening and it been it got like a thousand views like immediate like within like within an hour or something it's like the views like was going crazy for this video and um and then like a handful of hours later 
um the say the promoter messaged me back and i won't get too deep because i don't want to like in the dms but he basically said that somebody reached out to him and asked him to take the video down and make it private and uh. and i didn't i didn't prod at that but like I, I didn't ask like who had asked that i don't know if it was like tk or if it was you know buddy or whoever i don't know who had asked him to take that down um but that's the reason the video is no longer available but i just wanted to clear that up too that like i was given full permission to break that full permission to put the video link up there he even he even said he could provide me with with a uh, fan fan videos from that show if we needed like anything like you know what i mean he has alternate videos of the same thing so we can always prove the the transcript is uh is uh is uh, accurate even though that that other video isn't there so anyway i want to give a shout out to fight life it was really cool of them to to reach out to me and um you know quite a few indie wrestlers and promoters reach out to me on a pretty regular basis just because i cover their stuff pretty often on the weekender and stuff like that but uh so just so y'all know i you know if you want me to throw stuff out there i have broken news in the past um I just don't like credit sometimes because I don't want people coming after me over some of this stuff sometimes. But um, but I'm fine to put my name on this one because there was a literal video backing up what we were putting out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, usually when I break anything to anybody, I'm like, listen, this is what I'm hearing from a few people. I think it's true. If it isn't, I don't want people coming at me. This was like, there's a video of this that everyone can watch. Um, so um, so anyway, yeah, that's kind of the story of that. And uh and then, and then, like later that day, or I guess the next day was when Malachi actually did like that IG live video, which if yeah, you want to talk night. about that, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't want to talk too much about the Malachi Instagram live. Uh, I I want to focus more on just House of Black taking a break. You can sure. you can say anything you want with uh the the malachi no, instagram yeah no and i know there's there's layers to that like i get we don't have to deep di deep dive into all that um i'll, I'll just say I'll, like just for myself i'll just say that like i just i hope that both buddy and uh and malachi like do what they need to do like i don't care i shouldn't say i don't care i like i'm fine with like whether they go back to aw or whether they wind up in WWE or wherever they are like um but also know that like when people report stuff, especially through Fightful, we're not just making stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, I think that needs to be very, very, um, very well known out there in the wrestling space that like covering, covering things is difficult enough, especially like in sports. But when some, especially something that changes so often is professional wrestling and is predetermined like professional wrestling, the tough thing, it's a tough thing to cover. And I don't have to cover much of it, but for those, for those of the people out there that, that do for, for a living and put, put it out there, just know, there's people out there with with very good credibility and you need to stick with the people that are credible and uh, i'll just kind of leave it at that but i but i i do hope the the best for everyone involved in all that and uh and it sounds like they're going to be back in AEW. it sounds like they're just taking a break i mean I, I i i believe that they've asked for releases or whatever the case was whatever's been reported but it sounds like they're just gonna take some time off and they'll be back in AEW eventually and I have no problem with any of this. You know, I, 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 I wish that people like Malachi though, and buddy and stuff, like I get that, that, that it's frustrating because they, they're probably much more private people and they just don't want all this out there and they don't want to deal with it. And I understand that too. Like, you know, not wanting to be in the center of all this. And especially if there's any kind of mental health or anything involved, like I, so I just want to put it all out there. Like, obviously I stand by anything I've said about any of this. I, 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 I fully back, 
the people here at Fightful that report on this stuff because I know that they're credible and they're trustworthy. Um, but at the same time, I also do side with the talent as well. And like, I, I hope that they do what's best for them personally going forward as well. Uh, when it comes to House of Black and, and the booking, I think they could have been better utilized with, with stuff. I, I think Buddy Matthews should have had a lot more singles matches, just a lot more matches in general. I've always said that stuff, not my cup of tea. I don't like, I don't like that sort of supernatural lore stuff. Unless I like the Bray Wyatt stuff and almost on a tongue in cheek, but it's also like so goofy that like, I can't help, but sort of enjoy it. Um, the house of black stuff, it, I think sometimes took itself a little too serious and I is a little all over the place for me as far as just like performances though. I've always praised Buddy Matthews. I've, I've always praised Malachi Black. Brody King, it's good to see him doing well. I think Julia Hart has done well in this role as well. Don't know what the future holds for that group. I think Brody's still going to be a good center point. I'm glad Julia Hart is okay after that bump she took Ooh, yeah. on Rampage because that looked like it sucked. Um, so we'll see what the, the future holds for that. And I do hope whatever time off Malachi and Buddy Matthews need, they get they take care of things and they are back and wherever they are back at and they are happy with everything. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, I'll echo what you just said about like the on screen. Like I, the house of black was never exactly my jam. It was nothing against them. It's just for me, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like kind of the more supernatural type stuff. I'm not quite as into, but you know, he came in Malachi came in super hot against Cody like yeah. you know and i just feel like ever since that it hasn't been bad by any stretch of the imagination it just never it never got back up to like that level of where it was at when he first came in it felt like um <clears throat> but if, if if for no other reason like you just said if it if it elevates brody king because i think he has the look the size and ring ability the believe the believability he, he he checks like every box that i think that he and he's he's still relatively young still and like, you know, I, I, it, once again, a guy who's different, a different look, different, different presentation. Like I, like if nothing else comes out of all of this house of black stuff, I think they at least have a potential main event level guy in Brody King. And, and I think they'll keep him and Julia Hart together. So like this, this won't be all for nothing. Um, but once again, I do expect Matthews and Malachi to be back um, in AW at some point, probably pick up, uh, pick, pick up where they left off. But um but I'm with you though. I feel like some of the House of Black stuff has fallen kind of flat. Um, but the in-ring the talent of all three guys is there. And, and and Julia Hart is is continuing to get better as well. And I hope she's and I hope she's okay after that bump too. I mean, that was that was nasty. So um, so yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think the House of Black, I don't think the House of Black really reached the potential that they should have as a group. Um, but I do see a lot of potential in Brody King as like a long-term star for the company. Uh, let's move on to our other spotlight. If I can find there our it product is. is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. Fuck, we're going to talk about NWA at some point with their stupid decision making, but not today, everybody. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about Sting returning to Japan. He's going to be part of the Great Muda's final bye bye. We saw uh, Muda on Rampage Grand Slam coming out to save Sting who was in handcuffs on the chair, came out, he missed it, Buddy Matthews. That led to the the terrible bump by, by Julia Hart. Again, glad she's okay 
with everything. And then it was announced that Sting was going to be part of the match in Japan on January 22nd. He's coming to Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it, it's been fully official if he's going to team with Muda, if he's going to be part of uh, facing Muda, if, if it's going to be some type of tag team match where he's on the other side. I feel like based on this, he's going to he's going to team with him but it's you know it's wrestling it's it's muda's final match as the great muda so you can do a respect thing of just like hey let me face who i want to face kind of how tanahashi is on the other side of him uh, in a six-man match coming up as part of his uh finale tour but yeah staying in muda this was awesome to see this was great yeah and this also gave me kind of like a backdoor way of bringing up the the rampage stuff with them too because that was badass like um it's just wild, dude. Like in 2022, the stuff that we're seeing happening in wrestling, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit here in battle when we get to Battle Slam too. Some of that stuff's blowing my mind. Like the stuff I'm seeing in in 2022, um, which what's when I'll, I'll get to when we talk about that in, in a minute. But like <clears throat> when it come when it comes to uh, when it comes to seeing Sting and Muda together, it's just it's it's just such a blast from the past. Like. These guys were, you know, enemies and they were, they were tag partners. And, and I'm with you when it comes to the, the Noah match, it's hard to, it's hard to know for sure. Because like, I think some stuff gets lost in translation, you know, when like, especially through tweets, like, like tweets in other languages. So like when I was trying to look into what was happening with Sting and Muda and Noah, the wording made it seem like they were teaming together, but it also, they could have also been saying like, after they team together on rampage and it's kind of, you know what I mean? And it's like, right. that's not exactly what, you know, the translation, there's probably something a little bit lost there. Um, especially because I like, I just use Google translate also, which isn't going to do like the perfect job of doing that. Um, but, uh, but I think it's badass, dude. Like how cool is that? That like sting is going to be a part of great mood retirement match, which is like everything comes full circle. And, we got to see the two of them together on AEW television. The fans went nuts for it. They all knew who he was. Smart Mark crowd, like great stuff. Um, and I, I'd imagine, I mean, I'd imagine that won't be the only time we see Great Muda in AEW. Like, I mean, it, to, to some degree, like, I mean, bring him in. The next time they do like Forbidden Door or something like that or whatever, bring him in and have him come out and help Sting or Spray. Just, I mean, the thing is, he's so over and he's such a legend and like what what he can stay over just misting people randomly like you know what i mean like just showing up and blowing mist in people's faces and you get massive pops for it like even after he retires like so i so yeah i i thought i just i wanted to make this my spotlight because i just think it's really cool that uh that muda came out to help sting on AEW rampage and for anyone who missed the announcement it sting is going to be a part of muda's retirement match in pro wrestling noah in japan so that's just that's very cool, and I I plan on I mean I'm I'm gonna definitely do what I can to watch that. I think it's gonna be a, a, a really cool spectacle, and seeing Sting back in Japan and stuff is gonna be awesome. I'm looking up to see the last time Sting was in Japan because I imagine it's been many years. Uh, 1996, yeah, 96, yeah. yeah. He was he was part of uh, the New Japan. Um, he teamed with Lex Luger against Arn Anderson and the Lord Steven Regal. There you, there you go. go. That was the last time Sting was in Japan. So yeah, decades ago, he was. Over that was there. probably pre NWO '96. Also, that was probably like colorful face. It says September 1996. So okay, yeah, so a little bit was, after, I guess. Yeah, a little bit after. 
was after the NWO. I guess really since I think that was when he that was when they introduced Fake Sting, honestly, because he was over there for a little bit of tour. Yeah, he was over there for a bit of a tour. Jeff Farmer. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Sean is so scared to he's scared to interview Fake Sting at WrestleCade a few years ago. Why? He was afraid to wrestle. It's fake sting. Like, what do I want to do? It, we, we interviewed him at the end. Like, everybody had left. Farmer was still, like, chilling for a little bit. He was doing. He was there as fake sting. He was chilling for a little bit. Like, just go ask him to do the interview. He's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And it, this was, like, this was pre-pandemic, mind you. Um, so it was a few. It was, like, 2019, I believe. So Sean, not still very comfortable doing interviews and stuff. But Sean from 2019 to Sean to today different people you know people grow people change um so yeah it, it wasn't that he was like uncomfortable but fightful wasn't what it is now back then so he's like it's fake sting like he wanted to do it but he's like i don't know if i should i don't know i was like just <laughs> ask do it interviewed scott norton at that wrestlecade um hell yeah yeah so there, there was a big and that was like the interview he was like most excited for is he got to interview fake sting Fake Sting, that's right. Because I forgot that like Fake Sting had like an actual run in Japan, like as the Fake Sting. That's so yeah. funny. Did uh, you see it, Kate, or were you were you getting food when Muda came out? You know, did, did, you, did, you, take a, did you have a smoke break or something? Do you have other things to do when when Muda? Oh, it's out? funny, dude. Because I oh I actually consciously thought about this when I was when I was at Battle Slam on a, on Sunday. There was a there was a women's match and like. It was the same exact scenario where, like, I was like, man, I, like, really have to pee and walk around. Like, I've been, like, sitting here for, like, three hours or whatever. And they, they it was a women's match coming up. And I was like, there were some people there that, like, I that I had already kind of, there were some people there that knew I was there. Because I didn't, like, a couple interviews where I talked to some wrestlers Because you wore your Fightful and shirt. You had the big sign that said, I'm Steven Jensen. I don't have any Fightful merch, surprisingly. I, I should get some. But, uh. But yeah, I know, but I was, I was sitting there and I was like, dude, if, if I get up and move, if I leave during this match and anybody happens to see that and puts that together, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm saying, for, I'm saying for the women's match, I'm saying for all these matches. So I, I didn't, I didn't wind up moving until there was like an actual break in the show. Um, so, uh, so yeah. All of you got to remember, all of you have to remember a lesson from Billy Madison is if you're not you're not cool unless you pee your pants. Okay, Facts. just remember that lesson. Just pee your pants. Yeah. I know who took all pants. those lunches. It was that damn Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sting and Muda in Japan in January. It's a good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad Tony got Muda in. I know once the I think I tweeted like when the Muda like, announced his retirement is like Tony's gonna kill somebody. He's got to get Muda, and I said Takeshka against sting and darby he's, he's gonna have to murder somebody to get this to happen and we're close we got muda there we got muda there uh my other spotlight jensen also happened on friday night at victory road i remember everything that's happening <laughs> right. now they announced raven is gonna be in the impact hall of fame he'll be inducted at bound for glory i don't know if this is official i would imagine tommy dreamer ends up inducting raven but a well-deserved spot for Raven to be in the impact hall of fame. Cause I mean, you were, you lived through the Jarrett days. I lived through the Jarrett days. Raven was a bright spot during yeah. that. And when he won the title, uh, in the King of the mountain match, like that was a big moment for NWA because everyone just assumed 
NWA TNA because everyone just assumed that Jarrett was going to have the belt for about 15 years. And so when Raven won, that was that was a big deal. So Raven well-deserved going into the, the Impact Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree. And he's one of those guys that, like, had such a great career, um, such, such a prominent career, like, outside of TNA as well, that, like, you know, that kind of adds to it. Well, it definitely adds to his overall career, of course. But, like, I think I think sometimes when you look at some of these Hall of Fames, they, they take into account kind of what you did outside of the company, too. Like, for instance, obviously, like, a great example would be Sting going into the WWE Hall of Fame. He didn't do hardly anything in WWE, but, like, He's staying. He's you know, he's still staying. Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express went into the right. WWE Hall of Fame, and they, another good example. They weren't really there. Exactly. So like, like Raven wasn't an impact for like a super long time. He had he did have his run there, and he. I mean, we got to remember too, like the the stuff with like the feud and the the group with uh, D'Angelo De Niro and CM Punk and all that stuff, and. uh the, the clockwork orange house of fun matches he brought to the show and um he was a bright spot i mean because i was a huge raven mark like i loved him in ecw and wcw and then i always felt like he was like super underutilized in wwe and so when he got when he left wwe and he kind of like had this kind of reinvigorated his career in, in tna um i thought it worked really well for him and for the company um, cause he was like a really credible guy with a big name and everything, uh, w- with this, with this kind of up and coming company. Uh, so I think it's, it's well-deserved. Like he absolutely deserves to be in the impact wrestling hall of fame. I have no problem with whatsoever. And I like seeing him get his flowers a little bit. Cause like, he's not in the WWE hall of fame. Um, so like, it's just good to see a guy like him getting recognition. Um, and honestly, he probably should be in the WWE hall of fame as well, based on, uh, especially based on the ECW run. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I loved his WCW run as well with the flock. So like, and that helped develop people like Billy Kidman and Saturn and stuff to like, you know, it helped make other wrestlers out of that too. So like, yeah, all for it. And, and Raven, like you said, former NWA TNA world champion. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he checks every box I would look for in an impact wrestling hall of famer. So yeah, congratulations to, uh, to Scott Levy, Levy, however you say it, Raven. Good job, man. The Goldberg match uh, in WCW when Goldberg wins the U.S. title, yeah, it's huge. underrated. I mean, there aren't like many Goldberg matches you're gonna go back and be like, "Hey, this was a great Goldberg match." But that moment, like that match, helped put Goldberg on the map to to where he ended up becoming. That was his first big, like his first. I feel like his first big like victory and everything. Obviously, his first title win as well. But yeah, that was that was a good match and. It really elevated Goldberg to a different level, and Raven, his selling, just everything he did in that match helped helped build that up. Wasn't that the match where like Raven tried to run away through the crowd, and the fans threw him back over the guardrail? Yeah, yeah, like that was really good. Like he was so afraid of Goldberg that he tried running away, and the fans were like, "You're not getting out of this one, dude!" She like threw him back and back over the guardrail. That was awesome. That, that that was a big moment for for Goldberg and the development of that character and the streak and everything. And Raven. He's always been praised for his mind. Like everyone says that about Raven. It's like, oh, such a mind for the business, so smart with with his booking and everything. So it is good to to he's gonna get his flowers from from Impact because yeah, when he won that King of the Mountain match uh, and won the NWA title, uh, I was I was shocked. I just assumed Jarrett was gonna end up winning that thing. So yeah, good on Raven. I don't know how much he's charging uh, Impact to to go in the Hall of Fame, but I hope he gets good money out of it. When you said, you know, Tommy Dreamer might do the induction, which I, which I could see, but like, has 
not to get down this rabbit hole, but has Dreamer been like, have they done, has he been like seen or heard from really at all since the Dark Side episode? I oh, yeah. Like, he's on Busted Open every week. Well, I mean, like through on Impact because he was like on the show. Like, oh, often, and like, I don't know if he's been. I don't, I I don't know closely enough to remember if he's been a part of it at all since then. I don't, but. I don't recall if he's been on Impact. If Joel Pearl's still here, he'll, yeah. he'll have a. Uh, that's the only reason I. That's the only reason I asked about that is, just, is specifically is because like I don't know if they're still not cool with the idea of him and uh, if that's the case they'd probably have someone else induct him but um, but I it it would make sense like you know obviously lore wise that Tommy Dreamer would be the one to do it especially because like it isn't just the ECW tie people got to understand like what made Raven and Tommy Dreamer to the levels that they were pretty much for the rest of their careers was the storyline of Tommy Dreamer and Raven knowing each other from summer camp and them fighting over Buell McGillicuddy. And like, that was, that was probably the main feud in the history of ECW was the long running Raven Tommy Dreamer feud. Um, So those guys will always be linked together. I don't know if Dreamer has been on impact, but I look flares back enough time passed with him Right. dreamer he, he's done busted open so much he does his own podcast i i think if it's just an induction thing i impact will probably just be like oh sure let's just let's just do it they, they did the pre-show they did the hall of fame thing on like the pre-show last year anyway it wasn't right. even like part of part of the pay-per-view so i don't think that's gonna hold back dreamer if if that's what impact and if that's what raven ends up wanting and i think whatever raven wants they'll we'll probably just concede and be like all right sure we'll have tommy say some words and it'll be fine yeah so i think i think it'll maybe james mitchell james mitchell could be the the other option when it comes to to raven i know they're on good terms or like stevie richards someone like that that was like always a part of his career yeah i don't know what richards is doing nowadays yeah could be not sure either Uh, probably still wrestling somewhere still probably incredible shape when was the last let's see let's see the last time stevie richards i feel like he just did it interview not too long ago stevie richards i think he was on like renee dupree's podcast it's mm. a lot of guests stevie richards last wrestled in 2021 so it's been over a year now august 2021 so it's been a bit for for richards just and, and it was a lumber is a rumble jack is what it's called so nice i'm sure i didn't do too much in there i saw him a few years ago in nashville and he actually was like still killing it like he was in incredible shape uh so Sadeep uh in our chat says he's a personal trainer. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean yep. he was in he was in really damn good shape the last time I saw him, which wasn't that long ago. Um, but uh but yeah, good 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 for him. But yeah, I and once again, good for Raven. Like I, I said, I he one hundred percent deserves to be in the Impact Hall of Fame. I have no problem at all with it. I I agree with you. And yeah, good on Raven. Down for glory is allegedly next weekend. That's what people are telling me. It's like going it's the same night as like there's SmackDown, there's Rampage, there's Battle of the Belts, big wrestling night next Friday. I ain't got to work. I don't care. Nice. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Our Andy Spotlight, Stephen Jensen. This week, mine is from House of Glory Genesis. The Briscoes against the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and future WrestleMania main eventer Stu Grayson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was good to see. It was good to see Dark Order kind of reunited here on a big stage like House of Glory, big stage for the independent scene. Big team against the Briscoes. 
I mean, I think they're top teams of all time. Yeah, it was good. Just good to see them back. Good to see Stu Grayson out there and a good match. If you haven't seen it, it's on it's on Fight TV. It's, uh, it's part of their Fight Plus subscription as well. So you can actually watch this match for for five dollars a month on Fight Fight. Hook hooks hook us brothers up. Hook yes. some good brothers up with some Fight Plus packages. But go go to your way. Check out the Briscoes against the Dark Order. Remember how good Stu Grayson is. Remember that Evil Uno when he's not playing video games and still in these tag team matches. He knows his role. He's good out there. And the Briscoes are the, the Briscoes. They're beloved by the House of Glory crowd, too. Yeah. I and mean, House of Glory, great, great promotion. They put on really high-quality shows. Um, yeah, it's cool to see the Dark Order teaming. Well, I would say Super Smash Bros. or whatever combination. You, I, we see it's Grayson and Uno together, um, which, uh, which I miss seeing. Like, you know, when AEW started, it looked like they were going to be the main tag team. It was going to be like the Young Bucks and them was going to be like the main tag team that seemed like right at the start. And uh, we talked about it before. You're kind you're, you're. So I never called Stu Grayson a, a WrestleMania main eventer, but sure I do you think, did. But I do think he could still have a really good singles run um, in any company. But um, if he winds up main eventing WrestleMania one day, though, I'm, I'm just. You heard it here first, um, but uh, but no, it's it's good, man. I, I think that he's got a ton of talent. I I, I thought it, I thought he got kind of hosed the way that you know he's not in AEW anymore, and they should have done more to keep him along with Uno. I think I think they were important at the beginning of the company. It it it, it tanked initially the whole Dark Order thing, but the way that they rebounded off of it, and once again the in ring talent is there. Like they're a really damn good tag team, and um and the briscoes of course i mean like you said they're arguably the best tag team ever like depending on what kind of wrestling you like what what companies you followed and like if you if you like indie wrestling or ring of honor specifically like that's that's probably your favorite tag team ever you know what i mean like they're yeah. they're it speaks for themselves like and, and i and i think they deserve to be in that conversation of best tag teams ever as well um yeah i mean this is this is just two damn good tag teams and a really good promotion um house of glory that's uh that's the one that amazing red owns right yeah yeah so i mean amazing red one of my favorite wrestlers ever so this is just a lot of a lot of good stuff all going on on these shows um so yeah check it out on fight tv and uh and i want to see more of, of grayson and uno being able to team together but um I also feel like Grayson won't be available for super long. Like I don't see him having like this huge indie run. He's so he's such a good television wrestler that I I just I feel like he'll wind up somewhere sometime soon. And I have no idea what Evil Uno's future is. I have no idea what his contract is or how long he's in AEW. But I know he does work on the video game side of things and stuff. Like he's a little more involved than just being a wrestler. Um, but yeah, just throw that out there. I do want to see Grayson and Uno teaming again more often. Uh, Super Smash Bros. But uh, but if they don't, I think I think Grayson's going to be fine on his own. It's just a matter of the best fit where he's going to kind of wind up. I mean, Stu has said in interviews he wants to make sure Canada is is taken care of, and he wants to continue to wrestle in Canada and things. So, like, I don't know, I don't know if they, that's going to make him WWE bound because he's not going to be able to do a lot of the stuff I feel he wants to do in Canada if you're if you're part of a WWE contract. Maybe Triple H is like, fuck it, I don't care, like. Do do some Canadian independent shows, you know, help help that out. Like 
that's fine by me. Do your wrestling school. I think the wrestling school would be a big deal. Tyler Breeze and had, had the wrestling school. Seth Rollins has his wrestling school. So yeah. I think that's a big deal. But, you know, promoting shows, doing independent shows, is a little bit different than just running a wrestling school. Um, but he, he he did mention that, Stu Grayson did, when he after he left AEW of like, yeah, I wanted to make sure like Canada was taken care of. And if, you know, he couldn't come to terms with that with AEW, where they're known to be pretty lenient, on that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know what he's looking for. I, I don't know the, the kind of deal, the kind of schedule, the, the kind of things he wants to do, what exactly all that entails, but whatever it is, I hope he gets what he wants out of things. Cause Stu Grayson seems like a nice guy. I've interviewed him once. Very, very friendly. Same with evil Uno, uh, both very friendly guys, good Canadian folk. Uh, yeah. Hope, hope they, they get what they want. And, and we will one day see Stu Grayson in the main event of WrestleMania against Cody Rhodes, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Yes. Last Benson, you're, you're in your spotlight. Battle Slam, you were there. Baron Black went in the Icon World Championship in the main event. A little Scrappy was there. Trillville was there. Yeah. Talk, talk to everybody about your Battle Slam experience. Yeah, it was a great show. That was probably my favorite Battle Slam show they've done so far, too. I really liked the... Uh, like kind of the world title uh, format that they had, like a like a one night tournament with a couple of non tournament matches in there. Um, I was alluding to it earlier when I was saying stuff I wouldn't imagine seeing in twenty twenty two. I talked about this, so y'all can the the um, I did like a five minute audio interview with Baron right after the show, right after he won the title. That's available at FightfulSelect.com if you want to listen to it. But I mentioned this in this interview, like. I saw Trillville and Lil Scrappy perform live back in like 2005 or 2006 when I was like a senior in high school. And I would have never in a million years thought that in 2022, I'd be seeing Trillville and Lil Scrappy together, like wrestling. Like it's the, it's wild to me. Um, Baron Black, bravo, kudos on what you put together for Battle Slam uh, at just, they're running like monthly shows at this point. Uh, there's another one coming up in October. They've got a great venue at the o- Oasis Event Center out of Moro, Georgia, uh, basically Atlanta. For those of you who, who aren't from this area, like it's it, they, they're doing really well, and they're doing a great job of uh, of of mixing in like well-known talent along with people that like some people I don't really see anywhere else really like. Uh, I don't see a lot of like Chad Skywalker or like Richard King or Jay Malachi and these dudes like elsewhere and they're killing it. And uh, shoot Taylor's another one that's going to be real, real big. Like I'm, I'm finding a lot of like untapped potential with these shows too, which is really great and starting to line up. I've told you already, some of these guys have started to line up some interviews for the future for us and stuff. So we can start getting their names out there. And, um, and yeah, I, uh, I think it's badass. Like Baron Black's uh, road to the championship was a lot of fun. Uh, he started off, you know, losing a lot of matches, similar to an AEW, losing a bunch, losing in Battle Slam, losing in Terminus, and now you know he lose, loses the bear, uh, loses to Little Scrappy and Little Scrappy's debut and everything, and now he's bounced back, ran ran through the tournament, won the championship, and um, I mean he really is more or less you know the face i mean every, behind the scenes he is the company but like he's kind of the face of the company as well um and i think it makes sense that he's the champion and also i love that he said in our interview like his 
his goal is to defend that championship all over the place. Like it isn't going to be just something where people just come to Atlanta for battle slam and he only defends there. Like he wants to go out to the West coast and test himself and defend the championship. He wants to go up North. He wants to go international. Like he um, he's putting uh, the whole wrestling scene on notice and saying this title belt matters and I'm a world champion. So if you want this belt, like what's what's uh you know anyone can get it is basically what he's saying so i'm uh i'm uh i'm very i'm very happy for him and uh as always i want to i thank him i always do in person as well but like you know they're super accommodating there at these shows very very cool people um and i've been making friends at these shows too like just people that are just other wrestling fans and getting a little friend group together and stuff and it's 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 been cool so uh so yeah, congratulations to Baron Black. He he deserves that battle slam, the battle slam icon world championship, and uh, the I'm sure you said it right in the interview. I said it right like three times in the interview. It's you a did. long title. Yeah, it's it uh, because I, I yeah and yeah, I want to do Baron justice. You know what I mean? Like he invites me out to these shows. He gives me the interview. He gives me. I mean, I'm the first person that spoke to him after he won that match. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to be able to be the person to be like, hey, you want to hear from the champion? This is literally minutes after winning the title this these are his thoughts you know and, it, and i appreciate him i appreciate that relationship that we've like built over time to be able to do that kind of stuff uh so um so yeah really i mean good very happy for baron black happy for the the future of battle slam and um as long as nothing else gets in the way like i plan on being there again next month jensen is going to be an official battle slam interviewer at some point he's going to be popping up on the shows talking to everybody part of the part of the broadcast that's going to be your role i don't know if that's something i want to do honestly i like (laughs) i I like i like the spot that i'm in like i like just going to these shows hanging out in the crowd meeting fans and then just like hitting up wrestlers after the show or like during the show that's the other cool thing too is like if i'm tweeting about this during the show a lot of the time wrestlers that are there will see the tweets and they'll just start dming me and being like yo it set something up yo it's meet up here or there and it's not even a whole lot of work for me you know what i mean it's great yeah. it's like we just start meeting up and, and exchanging information and setting up these kind of interviews or doing something in person or whatever so like um so i mean i it's something i don't take for granted at all it's something that I've, i'm very i'm very happy about and i'm very happy that that the that these wrestlers trust me with that information, you know, and like, there's been a plenty of stuff that I've been told just straight, straight not to say anything about it too. And I can keep my mouth shut when I need to also, which I think is valuable. Like, I don't, I'm not going to spill the beans on stuff. I'm not supposed to. So, um, and so this is all the wrestlers out there too, promoters, anyone in the space, like tell Steven <laughs> Jensen, your secrets, he will not spill them to anybody. <laughs> tell me your secrets. Listen, the, the whole, the whole Matthews thing, the reason I was so transparent about all that is because literally he told me like, Hey, we have to take the video down. If Fightful gets any shit for this, like, you know, this wasn't your fault. You know, basically he wanted to assure me. And I was like, listen, man, there was a video, video proof. There's no, no one can come after me. Like, it's not like I'm making stuff up. Everyone right. saw it. You know what I mean? So like, um, it's different when someone tells you some sort of information. Like I could tell you right now, a handful of people that are, that are heading to like major companies. But like, if I'm wrong or something changes, all my credibility is shot. And that's happened before. So where someone tells me like, Hey, so-and-so is heading somewhere and they are, and it's, and it's ready and it's agreed to. And then like a physical doesn't work out or like a visa doesn't work out. And I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't say anything about that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the spot I'm in. 
Jensen, DM me the scoops so I can pre-write the stories. Come on. Well, if I get anything super, super solid, I mean, listen, man, we worked well together over the weekend and that was solid. That was something I knew, like there was proof, you know? So, yeah, I, I like you. You did mess with me like, Hey, do what you want with this Sunday, a day off that I'm supposed to have, by the way, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, well, the thing was, I was going to tweet out the video regardless whenever he told me to. So I was like, Hey, we can get, we can get stories up here as this is all happening. And like really try to like put it out there um so but yes you can trust me with your secrets everybody i will not uh i will not blow your spot up i appreciate the work that you do jensen it makes my job easier the the behind the scenes work that people won't see uh with this show is putting putting interviews and stuff together getting everything in line with that uh makes my job a lot easier as i have enough shit going on and then you know when you send me interviews with like baron and whatnot. I was like, yes, let's get some stories out of this. Let's do this. I try to make sure I try to make sure because the wrestlers trust you and they want their shit out there. I try to help on that side to make sure it all gets out there as well. well it's, it's all you know, one big cohesive unit here. When it's something I don't, once again, I know I need to bounce here in a second to clock in for the shoot job, but like it's something I don't take for granted at all. Like I really, really don't. I and mean, this isn't bragging by any stretch of the imagination. It's just something where like it took a long time to build that kind of trust. A lot of, a lot of interviews, years worth of it and shaking people's hands and going to shows and like, you know, cause I see it happen right in front of me. Like there's been, there's been times recently where like I watched somebody who just, just is just uh, up and coming and they ask a wrestler for an interview and they might turn them down. And then I walk up and I'm like, Hey, I'm Steven with Fightful. And they're like, yeah, you want to get an interview? You know what I mean? It's like, but I've been on the other side of that too. where like, I'm the one walking up being like, Hey, can I get an interview? And they're like, nah, you know, like maybe like, I don't do like all, I don't, you know what I mean? And I get that too. Cause like everyone's got a podcast now, but it's, 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 it's the credibility of being with Fightful and also the history of, of either interviewing them in the past or their, their peers in the past. And it's been, it's legitimately been like give or take like a decade of like just building trust to getting to the point where I can just walk up to somebody and just try to interview them on the spot like that. And that's something where once again, that's why I can keep secrets and why I want people to trust me because I would never want to break that trust because it took a long time to get to earn that trust. You know what I mean? So like, um, so thank you to Baron for the interview. That's a long way of saying, you know, like I always appreciate you, man, if you're listening to this and can't wait for the next battle slam show. Jensen, let everybody know where they can find you at as you got to get out of here. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Use code Fight Talk on independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live. Enjoy this interview with myself, Jeremy, and Greg Cherry. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com for the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. This week, I'll probably record on Monday, the day after Jeremy's wedding. And I don't know if it'll, I don't know what kind of, episode it'll be but all live from chuck e cheese me and steven jensen dude i'm i'm not even kidding like that is what it might wind up being so um (laughs) so yeah check all that stuff out and uh i'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend man i'll be flying in on saturday night so looking forward forward to to seeing you as well seeing a bunch of the pals this weekend for the first time so yes the spotlight boys are uniting live in person i'm sure we'll film some type of it some type of just video shout yes. out something or another we'll do something jensen enjoy your day i will see you this weekend safe travels my friend safe travels For i'll sure. see you on sunday see y'all all right everybody there's gonna go there's my day after dynamite look as usual uh we talked to greg cherry he's in the creator spotlight 
this week. People may know Greg from the Greg Cherry brand, his YouTube channel, from Know Your News that he does with the abhorrent Jared Bailey, uh, or from just being a trivia god out there. So great interview with Greg. We get into a lot of different stuff with it, with his trivia background, with when he started doing different podcasts and different ideas, a lot of game shows he likes. And I tried to get him to shoot on Sean Ross Sapp and, and Will Washington. So here we go. Our creator spotlight with Greg Cherry. Welcome back, everyone, to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That's still Stephen Jensen. We are joined today by a man you will know if you follow Know Your News uh, on one of our Fightful Sister websites from the Greg Cherry brand. It is Greg Cherry himself. How you doing, Greg Cherry? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Good to see both of you again. We just, I feel like I just saw Stephen. Yeah. 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 We appreciate you joining us. Big thank sure. you. Big thank you for, for joining us here today on the show. Greg, let's just get right into it. How did you get started in this crazy world of the wrestling media landscape? Man, I, I, I'm going to have to tell the abbreviated story because the story begins about 15, 16 years ago. Um, I was a big follower of uh, No DQ back in the day when they were doing yeah. all their video shows. And uh, that was really before any, like, YouTube was a big deal. It was when MySpace was still around, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, and you see those video content creators and be like, man, that'd be cool. And, like, stuff wasn't as affordable or as accessible as it is now. So you fast forward uh, about nine years. I was like, you know what? I'd like to do a show. I've, I got a degree in uh, broadcasting, so it'd be fun to put that to use since I don't actually do that for work. So started doing the show, then eventually got called on to the NodeQ team in like 2017. And then they started with their trivia show uh, a few months later. And I didn't even know it was happening until the first episode dropped. And it was like, eh, maybe I'll get involved with that. And then uh, five years later, <laughs> here I sit uh, as a trivia champion. But I mean, it's it's been a wild ride so far. This year, by far, has been crazier than any I've been involved with. Well, I know. Um, I think I, I think the first time, well, I shouldn't say the first time. I remember your name coming up a lot years ago, and it was probably through. Did you used to write a lot into Talk Wrestling with Jeff Meacham, like ask a lot of questions into that show and stuff like that. Yeah, I started out as a fan, so I right. started submitting questions in like 2006 when XMV was still around. Then when right. I started his own show, I started writing into there also. So yeah, I was a big fan, became friends with Jeff. That way we've been friends ever since. I mean, he co-hosts the Greg Cherry Show, so I mean, he still continues on in that way. But yeah, I mean, that's really how I got my start was just as a fan. I remember those days really fondly, like back when like, people like not many people had webcams and stuff. So it was like anyone who was out there just like giving an opinion on wrestling, you know, like my co-host on Tuesday nights for live rounds, Doug, a lot of people know him from the Bill and Doug days when they would be rallying for impact wrestling on, on, on YouTube. And, you know, it's like, I, 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 I remember those days because you had like your pockets of like internet fans on like certain message boards and stuff like that. But then when fans started like recording their videos of them talking about it, it was so much more relatable because you, you were like, oh, wait, like anyone could do this. Like if I just got a webcam, like, but, but then you had to have the confidence and also like, 
not get sketched out about people like knowing who you were because this is also like the internet days where like not everyone was like giving out their names all the time and stuff or using screen names and stuff and so i remember those days really really fondly so yeah greg i remember you being it's just wild like all these years later because i remember your name coming up a lot like during those no dq shows because i i used to watch a lot of the no dq content back back then as well so yeah it's 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 so strange having been on that side because i mean that started when i was like in about to graduate from high school my first year of college that's when i really started to get into it so just all these years later now that i'm in my mid-30s it's weird to be like hey now i'm doing this too and it's on a completely different level because of all the technology that's developed and all the ability to stream shows out there and get to know people you wouldn't otherwise get to know tell me about uh the the youtube channel the greg cherry brand channel so i was on jack of all trades not too long ago and this was a, a fantastic show that that it's it mixes like some trivia with with just some like game game show skill kind of stuff uh but it was it was really fun so tell me about like the the things you're doing over on the the Greg Cherry brand and everything you do on that uh on your channel well well jack of all trades if i'm completely honest is a complete ripoff of quizlemania <laughs> um it, and that started really because i wanted to get on that show because Aside from wrestling, I just love the game show format. I always have. I've ever since I grew up, the very first memory I ever had in my life was sitting down and my birthday cake was the shape of the Wheel of Fortune wheel. Oh, nice. that, that's how far nice. back my fandom is. Uh, so just doing that, I've always had an affinity for game shows. I do that one. I do one each and every year called Luck of the Draw, which is basically combining a card game with being on a Nickelodeon show. I love so that. It's a really interesting uh, dynamic. And then the Greg Cherry show really started because I ended up losing my job at the beginning of the pandemic. So jobs were very hard to find at that time. So I wanted to put myself to use. I was like, listen, I, I need to do something. Maybe I could start my own show, do my own variety show. And I'll admit, I do a lot of talking about stuff and not actually doing it, but the Greg Cherry Show is one of the things I have fun with each and every single week. I've been doing it for two years now. So being a big game show fan, there's a couple questions I have um, for that. First of all, Quizlemania, we have to bring this up. There was a big campaign, Greg Cherry for Quizlemania. Hashtag Greg Cherry for Quizlemania. I put that hashtag out there. I know others, a lot of people put them out there. Um, and, it, and it eventually you, you willed it into happening. Now, I'm of the belief that you should have been invited much earlier. I know firsthand, um, me and Greg, you know, I, well, I'll just be honest. I kicked Greg's ass in some trivia a while back. All right. It was, it wasn't even close. Um, and so then I took it really easy on him and stuff. And you know, Greg smoked me when, when we went head to head on trivia and, um, and, and Greg is someone that I just know. I'm like, dude, I don't know if anyone knows about more about wrestling than this guy, honestly. Like, so I always wanted to see you on that show. What was it like to, for one, I mean, I guess the frustration I'm sure you felt of like how long it felt like you probably had to like prove yourself before getting the invite, but then seeing kind of like the, the, the people rally like to get you on there. How did that all kind of feel the, the whole, the whole journey of getting onto that show and everything, the experience of it. I'm about to get really real here real quick. Um, okay. As I repeat the word real three times in a row. Yeah. 
you know, that when I first started the hashtag Greg Cherry for Quizlemania thing, it started out kind of as a gag. And uh, eventually it became like, I really want to do this. But one of the things that's happened throughout the course of my life is I've always felt like I've been excluded from things. Mm. And maybe that's not, maybe that's not the case, but it's always been my feeling that for whatever reason, I don't know what it was about me that was off-putting, but I, I, and like, I, I almost took it personally that I wasn't getting invited. I was like, listen, mm. I don't cause problems. I don't start shit with really anybody. Uh, although admittedly, when I first started the campaign, I did bother Sean quite a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which hey, but, he, but he eventually wound up like he was part of the 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 he was the movement. he was like, he started giving you the shout outs as well so yeah well originally my first interactions with Sean I was kind of a dick admittedly uh, which probably was more of my cockiness of hey I've been champion for like three years at that point just... right. and then I was like you know what maybe maybe this isn't the way to go maybe I need to change how I'm presenting myself and you know not come across as arrogant but like actually support people be kind and like and that's not not just something i used for that but like i've implemented that in my life and it's so much more peaceful and so much more powerful to just be nice to people it's amazing how that little shift in mindset can change so many things and it's not just for that it's just for life in general you see so many people be negative online it's like if you just change your mindset and be positive and support people like good things will start happening. It's all just a mind thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jeremy. I don't, I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to forget about my next question I had because it, it was a follow-up to this as well. And you might be asking this, Jeremy, because these are the kind of questions you ask as well. Favorite game shows. Like you mentioned wheel of fortune, the cake, mm-hmm. Like what would what would you consider to be like your favorite game shows? And I guess because um, for me, like I grew up on like the Nickelodeon game shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also of course like the Wheel of Fortunes and 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 Jeopardies and that kind of stuff. Um, what 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 are your favorites? And like if you had to like if you could be on any game show, like which one would you choose? Well, I would probably choose Wheel because I'm really good at it. <laughs> I, I I I enjoy the word puzzle formats. I've been watching it for 30 years. It's funny. There's actually an event coming to Erie next month that uh, my wife and I are going to. So I could actually get up on stage and spin the wheel and stuff. So who knows? Um, I I did enjoy the Nickelodeon game shows and like Double Dare and Figure It Out and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Stuff like that was actually part of the inspiration of Luck of the Draw. Because I was like, you know, I, I really enjoyed these game shows growing up, but how can I take something like that and combine it with something that I enjoy as an adult. And I really, I was really into poker. I still am. I mean, crying out loud, I played today, but it's like, how can I combine these things and make it something that works together? And, and it took a lot of processing. Luck of the draw didn't actually start as um, a poker show with Nickelodeon that, that came later. I can tell you the full story if you want, but it's, kind of lengthy but eventually it grew into that it's like you know that's a perfect combination of what i enjoy as my childhood and what i enjoy as an adult and i i still love it i, I still do it once a year to this day 
do you think they are afraid of you over at Quizzlemania? I, I don't know if it's they're afraid of me. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. If there's anybody who knows wrestling better than I do, it's Will Washington. He, he's he's ridiculous. He's a savant. He's the current WrestleMania champion. I, I don't know if straight up in a trivia match I can beat him because he knows references that I don't. And that's a scary thing when he fills the gaps that you don't have. Hold on a second. So we need to make this. A, so you have to go one on one for that for that title. It sounds like like give, you know, it sounds like a formidable challenge that because you've pretty much went through everybody, dude. Like I mean, you're you're got to be looking for challenges out there. I, I mean, I have I, most of the spots in the gauntlet are filled, um, which, yeah, I guess I'll bring that up real quick. I, I did a donation goal back in August uh, for the Greg Cherry show. It's like, hey, if you donate a certain amount of money, I will defend my championship in a 10 person gauntlet match and I'll start the thing off and nine people will get to face me. Yeah, that was a bad idea because they donated <laughs> Well, so consecutively, like like ten people in a row, you have to beat in trivia, like back to back to back to back, like 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 ten points on each type of thing. Yeah, so so it's gonna be one of those things. I'll have to tape the matches beforehand and then air it as like a marathon. Sure, but the idea behind it was, I, I wanted to make it something special, so I wanted to add the charity bit to that. So during the course of this gauntlet that we're going to air, we're going to have a link to donate to uh, Jesse Devin's medical bills. So any, anybody who watches that can donate to that and support her. Cause she's going through the hurricane too. You poor girl. And, and I just thought it's like, I, I've done everything I can really in wrestling trivia. I've held that championship for four and a half years now. I mean, what else can I do <laughs> besides holding on to it for two more years and passing San Martino? Is there really anything that I can do? So, and, and this is, this is, I don't want to actually call him out, but call him out. Yeah. I know Will Washington. Let's do it. I, I wasn't meaning Will. Uh, I mean, Sean. who are we calling out? Sean. Oh, Sean Ross Sean. Sapp? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Call let's go. Let's call. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yes. I'm calling Sean, Sean Ross Sapp, the Wrestling Trivia Challenge. Sean Ross yeah. Sapp. Hashtag Sean Ross Sapp. See. Wrestling Trivia Challenge. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of want him to be in the gauntlet. I'd prefer if he was last, which sounds weird because there's a lot of tough challengers before that. But I would prefer if he was the last person that I faced. Just, yeah. just because it would be such a great main event to that gauntlet. Yeah, you know, final like, boss. Yeah. yeah, pretty I much. Mean, and Sean knows his stuff, so it's it's not like it would be me walking all over him. Sean sure. cheats. He cheats it all. <laughs> he's got he's got somebody in his ear. Like I'm, I'm telling you, he's he's cheating at this stuff. So does Will Washington. Both of them. Just <laughs> they they got the whole Madison. fightful resources. We we do a great what? job updating that and everything. They're they're both they both cheat at this stuff. See, Greg, this is what you got to do. You got to you know you you said you came off like a jerk beforehand and you didn't want to do that then you know just be nice to people put positive energy but you gotta also gotta step to them be like yeah fuck these guys fuck sean ross sap and will washington i'm gonna beat them both i can get away with this i, I think they actually like me uh if i hadn't had will on jack of all trades a couple months ago maybe i would have but will's a good dude i, I can't i can't be like that like here, here's a story about wrestling trivia challenge the first time i won the championship I was super cocky, like super arrogant because I beat 
Jeff Meacham, who had never lost. Right. I remember, I remember the Jeff Meacham title run myself. Yes. And I was the first person to ever beat him at wrestling trivia. Yeah. So I, w- I had, and I beat him like 13 to four in that trivia match. So it, it wasn't even close. So I went in there and it's like, oh, I'm super cocky. I'm better than everybody. And I got my ass kicked. <laughs> so, so that was another step. And hey, I can't be arrogant all the time because if that happens and I lose, I look terrible. Well, Conor McGregor loses, and then he comes back, and he still gets million-dollar fights because well, no it, one cares. When I start getting million-dollar trivia matches, then I'll do that. <laughs> hey, I don't know about million-dollar trivia. sells it. We, we might be able to hook you up with some blue shoe. Like, like yeah. we might be able to get some blue shoe. That's part of the best we can need do that. <laughs> hey, this is unsponsored, but everyone needs that, right? Oh, you okay. S- <laughs> you sell it. You sell yeah. the big fight here. I like Sean. I like Will. Both of them. I like Sean great, and Will too. Yeah. Great friends of mine. Doesn't matter. I will say, fuck both of them. If I gotta sell, if I'm trying to sell a fight between them, that's what I gotta do. If I gotta sell a rivalry, I'm gonna sell the rivalry. You know what? That's maybe great. the next, maybe the next step is this, Greg. So I, I just saw that this is a legitimate thing. I'm not making this up. There's a guy on YouTube. He used to be a Twitch streamer. He's called Ludwig, and he's about to be putting on a a event. There's a real event. It is. It is chess and boxing is a hybrid sport where you play what? you play like around like like a round of like i don't know how many moves maybe a, a move or two in chess and then you go like around in a boxing ring and you alternate back and forth and it's whoever checkmates somebody or whoever gets knocked out in the ring first is how how you decide this you might need to add this element into wrestling trivia challenge or something along these lines like it, maybe you can put together like a giant aggro crag type situation where like you you need to put because you spoke people so badly at trivia that there needs to be some sort of added element to give someone else like a physical advantage or something. Yeah. Can can I just say <laughs> that my favorite like introduction to wrestling trivia challenge was the episode that you were on, Stephen. Yeah, though no, I yeah, that was good with the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I did different things with the championship every single week. And when I got introduced for my match with Steven, I actually put my championship on my ceiling fan, had a step ladder that I climbed and reached for the belt and celebrated with it pulling it down. That, that was probably my favorite one of those that I've ever done. It was ridiculous. It looked ridiculous, but it was so much fun. Yeah, and then you and then he smoked me, dude. And I was like, all right, like no one's gonna beat this guy. Just straight up. I remember um Steven is a weak Steven is a weak competitor, though, as I beat you in trivia, and I'm terrible at trivia. All right, I who, beat you on this show. Who has the last laugh though, Jeremy? Last because laugh. I was kind, my you were kindness, and he gave, you gave me your prize. I sent it to I you. But yeah, I, I hold the, the victory. In this trivia yeah, that's challenge. true. It was close though with us. I got some of those right. It wasn't that wasn't Greg I won when it mattered. I won when it mattered. And then afterwards, I just the practice rounds I gave to you. Who cares about this. Yeah. We didn't even talk about practice, talking about the game. See, Greg, this is what you gotta do. I love Steven Jensen. I will <laughs> I will smash this man though if I'm trying to sell the fight here. I'll smash him. That's fair. Well, well, if Sean Ross Sapp steps up to the wrestling trivia challenge, then I'll do to him what the Steelers did to the Bengals in week one. Hey, uh, talk talk some shit See, here, Greg Cherry. There it is. Someone's got to clip all this, by the way, and like send it to Sean and cut, really cut the promo on. He's got unfollow me now. <laughs> no, that's no. 
Uh, you want me to punch him in the face on Sunday? I'll do that. We both can. I, I mean, I'm not yeah. that far away if you want me to drive up. There you go. It's an exclusive event. <laughs> I'll punch Sean Rossap in the face. I'm going to punch Steven Jensen, too. Punching everybody. This I'm ready for good. it. I'll be there. I, I legit, I told my wife when we got married, it's like, you know what? I want a battle royal at our wedding reception. There you go. She said no. Uh, does she watch wrestling? Tried. Not really, no. but I tried. Did you ever wound up with like a unicorn here on wrestling fan? That's just so rare. Oh, I, I just found the perfect woman. That's that's what yeah. happened in this instance. Uh, Greg, tell us about Know Your News and working with that jerk, Jarrett Bailey. <laughs> Uh, work, working with Jared's fun. I mean, he, he's fun to play off of. Uh, that gig started, I think it started through a series of tweets, honestly, uh, between myself and Jimmy Van. And, uh, you know, it was something I was interested in because I mentioned talking about doing the uh, football show with Steven, which I'm yeah. get to do now. Yep. And that show came along too. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the opportunity and do it. And uh, every Monday uh, at 8.30 or it really depends because during football season, we've actually begun earlier. Uh, but every Monday, uh, Jared and I do the unsportsmanlike show, the weirdest uh, stuff in sports. It's a bunch of fun. It's a bunch of ridiculousness, and we get off topic quite a bit, but it's still a lot of fun. Jared Bailey's the absolute worst. Uh, I want to <laughs> put that on record right now. You know, I think our records would be better if we were drafting where we should have drafted. Yeah. Because, because Louis Dangor, yeah, Louis Dangor, I think drafted where I was supposed to draft, and he's undefeated. This, this saying, is how this is how you know fantasy football is just a complete joke. Is that Louis Dangor is in first place <laughs> in our league? Does he watch he, football? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Like, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure he watches foot, football, but yeah. probably not football. Yeah, we right. we tried to get him to draft Rob Gronkowski just as a bit, and he was about to do it, and he still was going to win the league. Dangor didn't know anything. He's in first place because great or not great, Jerry. Great Jerry's great. Jared Bailey is the worst person in the world. I roasted him for that for like two weeks on Unsportsmanlike. It's terrible. It's a terrible person. I think we got him when we were all on Jack of All Trades, too. I'm punching him in the face on Saturday, too. Well, well, that one's justified. Or Sunday. Whichever day, whichever day I see Jared Bailey. I'll see him one of these days. Punching him. One of them. Absolutely punching him. Greg, would you uh, like get into wrestling? Like, what was your first memory of, of the the world of professional wrestling? I don't even remember like what actually got me into wrestling. I know my dad bought me a couple action figures uh, when I was really young, and my first two action figures I ever remember getting were Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Nice, good good choices if you're going to have action figures of anybody. Yeah, and I don't remember actually watching wrestling i might watch a little wcw before that but my first wwe show i ever watched was SummerSlam 1992 it was the first one i can remember with a bret hart and the bulldog uh so that's what really got it started and then watched my first royal rumble the 1993 royal rumble shortly after i was kind of hooked we didn't really have cable till a few years later so i didn't get to watch raw or nitro or any of that um i did watch the formation of the nwo and I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it so much that I got hooked, borderline obsessed with it. Um, not to say that I'm not now, because I still watch it to this day. But yeah, it's it's just crazy to think, man. Some something that 
I, I enjoyed it as a kid. I, I found a great group of people to enjoy it with online. It, it's it's just crazy. Um, now you are a not only just an expert at um at wrestling trivia, but even more specifically the Royal Rumble. You just mentioned your first Royal Rumble, uh, Rumble '93. Um, I'm sure you've mentioned this plenty before, but what would you consider to be the best Royal Rumble match of all time? And are you at the point of like? If I just said like somebody's name in a year, like do you know what number they came? Like most people like came out at? Is it like to that level of like obsession? To some extent, yes. I have been able to. If you gave me a year and a number, I'd likely be able to tell you. All right, let's. Early nineties, I'm not so good at, but like two thousands and after, I'm pretty solid. Okay. Um, in best Royal Rumble, while Jeremy looks looks up some stuff here. Uh, 2020 men's. I actually did a Royal Rumble rankings of every single Rumble match. That was also part of my unemployed period. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and review every single Royal Rumble match that has ever happened, whether it was on pay-per-view, on TV. I even reviewed one that happened in WCW. I just wanted to make sure I had a complete conglomeration. So I did that, and I officially ranked the 2020 men's as ever so slightly better than 1992 i'm but 1992 is still my favorite but objectively i think 2020 men's is the best okay my my last couple of years are all blurred together 20 2020 was at when edge returned right like right before yeah. covid and everything okay yeah, yeah that, edge was returned cool. that one was good yeah oh that one was fantastic I mean, best of all time compared i mean according to the Royal rumble expert i mean uh, i, I love that such a good story. Like it, it was a rumble of two halves. First half was Lesnar dominating that's everybody. Right. Oh, that did rule. Yeah, no, that was a good. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch that soon. I've only watched it the one time because I remember the world just like completely changing, like almost right after that. Oh, um, okay. I yeah yeah. 2020 is now recollecting. Yeah. That to me. For some reason, I thought that was in the Thunderdome. Uh, Edge. Went. No, 2021. No, Edge won in the Thunderdome, but Edge yeah, came Edge back the year before. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the Thunderdome Rumbles actually were pretty good, in my opinion. They were. Because Drew Drew won in 2020. Yeah, yeah Drew won in 2020. Oh, okay. That Maybe, Rumble yeah. was great. You guys are yeah. saying Edge was winning. No, no, no. I was saying no, Edge no, was winning. Edge came back. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they did the whole number one thing the next year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Edge, Edge return Rumble was good. Edge winning Rumble, I didn't like that one. All right, okay. here we go. Okay. Here we go. 2004 Royal Rumble. Number 13. Let's see. It is completely random. And we are putting Put Greg right on the spot here. This isn't completely fair. I, I almost... 13 would have been Spike Dudley, I believe. What? That's correct. You got that? <laughs> see, there you go. I mean, like, there's no way he could have prepared for this. Like, that's that's insane. Like, Congratulations. See, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, you think you know stuff about wrestling, and then you wind up in a show against this guy, and you're like, "Why well, I even show up to this thing?" You know what I'm saying? All right, let, let me let me do one more. <laughs> let me do one, one more. I was doing one more. Okay. Oh All come right, on, so... Jeremy! I thought that was impressive enough. That was, but I'm 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 doing it again. Okay. Come yeah. on now. Let, let me me uh doing a completely random year and a completely oops uh random number here. Uh, 2006, number 
do something dumb here. Sorry. Look, Greg's hands are on his. Like you can tell he's not yeah, cheating. Yeah, show you. Like, show he, your there's hands. no, 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 no. They're out there. Twenty six. 2006, number 26. Chris Masters. I mean, is that right, Jeremy? But why did go? Why did it mute? Why? Why is everything? Oh, no, no, no. sorry. Oh, yeah. He said Chris Masters. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Dude, no way. Is that really Chris Masters? <laughs> yeah. That's correct. 2006, oh, wow. number 26. Sorry, I muted my headphones by accident when I was oh, typing stuff. Yeah, we were sitting there waiting for the like, Yeah, my fault. Dude, I mean, come on. That's, okay. that's, that's, right, that's very crazy. impressive. I, anyone I anyone in the things. chat right now that's watching this live, uh, just type the word clap in the chat. There's lots of people <laughs> clapping in the chat for that because that – that's impressive, y'all. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I always make the joke that I have all this wrestling knowledge and I still get laid. <laughs> there you go, dude. I love that. Yeah, yeah that, that's great. <laughs> uh, see, that's, that's the thing, right? Like growing up, I didn't. I, I knew I. I knew I had all this wrestling fandom and MMA fandom, and like it had to be worth something, right? Like I don't know what, but like I just never really gave up on it, and you know. I, you know, it's cool to do the shows that I do with like Jeremy and stuff and the stuff for Fightful. Like it's, it's awesome. as like a, a lifelong wrestling fan, but like it's same thing for you, Greg. It's like, just, we all are just so into this stuff and you just feel like, why do I have all this useless knowledge? But then you find out like there is actual use for it. You just got to kind of figure out what that is, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad I found my platform for it because otherwise it would have just been taking up space in my head. Right. So, I, I mean, my wrestling knowledge has got me quite a bit of opportunities and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be doing stuff outside of wrestling too. Like I, I love wrestling, but if you had to ask me to choose between wrestling and football, I, I know good. more about wrestling, but wow. I love my football. There you go. And we get to do the football show on Saturdays, push.tv slash Fightful Gaming. I won't be there this Saturday because I will be traveling to Jeremy's wedding uh, or to the the day before his wedding. Well, whatever, to his wedding. What am I talking about? Um, But getting drunk on Saturday anyway. I'm going to be in a terrible (laughs) state on Saturday. I'm just kidding. You don't drink, right? No, I'll I'll have a little bit. I'll have a little bit. Okay. I won't have much. My parents are going to be asking you. Steve, Steven Jensen. They're, my parents are going to be leading the party, man. They're ready to yeah, well, throw yeah, down. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, like, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like, I feel like most people will feel like, okay, let me put it this way. I'm going to be around Cass, and I feel like I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with that dude. You know, oh, what I'm everybody like, has a hard time keeping like, up with Cass. Like, yeah. So, so I'm very like, worried. I, I'm, I'm very worried for you guys. Very, very worried. <laughs> Yeah, so I can throw it out there right now just so people know. And I was trying to keep it kind of on the DL, but like, yeah, it's going to be, I got an Airbnb. It's me, Cass, and SP3. So like, that's going to be. Oh, really good not, time, so. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, the three of us got a, an Airbnb together. So um, you guys aren't far yeah. from us either. I'm going to be yeah. checking the news and just see <laughs> the, these, what happened. Oh, sh- yeah. Greg, um, what's wait, the- hold on. Yeah, okay. sorry, sorry. I oh, actually, well, I'll, I'll ask my question as we're wrapping up because I wanted to make sure uh, to get more out there about uh, the donating to Jesse and that stuff. But we can do that at the end. Yeah. yeah. All right. My my final question to you, Greg. What's the coolest thing in your room? Coolest thing in my room. Um, the title belt right behind him. It's got to be that. Yeah. Right? 
So to be. this, well, the thing is this, I didn't buy for myself. This was actually right. gifted to me um, when I hit a thousand days as trivia champion. So and, no, let's, let's rewind. It wasn't gifted to you. It was earned. You actually won that championship belt. It was earned, but it was bought and paid for my, by my good friend, Travis. There you go. Thank you. Shout out to Travis. Like, that's, it, very, that's very cool. It's got, hold on. So this right here got the there you go the nameplate on it and everything the wrestling nice. trivia challenge logo uh, the Greg Cherry brand logo on the side there very All cool very cool it's a good looking title belt in a in a in a legitimate belt that that has been earned which is very cool and once again if you want to throw Travis uh, I don't know if he wants his last name out there or anything or anything like that but Travis go, very go, cool of you to yeah, get that go follow him at T Fame. There you go. Plug for T fame. Um, Greg, you mentioned the the gauntlet coming up. Um, and you know, I'm a good friend of Jesse's as well. Very cool that you're doing that. Um, please let more let people know a little bit more about um about you know, plug plug, you know, where they can watch everything and how they can donate and all that stuff. Well, uh, there is no date yet because I am trying to confirm that final spot for the gauntlet. So if Sean does get around to uh, answering the call, then I can start recording matches and then come up with a date. But uh, it, it will be hopefully later this year, hopefully like November, December timeframe. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go through nine people. Hopefully I might not even make it past the first one. You never know. But whoever wins that gauntlet becomes champion. And through the course of that, airing it out, uh, it will be like four or five hours long, if I had to guess. And any donations that we get, I'm going to put the link up there uh, to donate to Jesse's medical bills, uh, which is really the point of the stream. Yeah, you can watch the wrestling trivia and see all that if you want. But the, the main thing for me is to get people to help Jesse. Right? I mean, Jesse, I... I actually got to announce that while she was on the Greg Cherry show. And I didn't tell her about it beforehand. I didn't tell anybody about it beforehand. So she found out live on the show that uh, the, the gauntlet was going to be for that. So that, that was, that was a pretty cool moment. Very cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Everyone go support Jesse. Jesse's one of the nicest people in this space. And uh, yeah, go, go, go help her out. I know she has the, the link up there. Uh, our, our pal share Delaware has the link up there yep. as well. So it's very great what you're doing. We're doing for Jesse. And I hope you get nine people and smash them all. Greg tell Sean, he's a coward. Right, well, give you an opportunity to cut a promo on Sean Ross Sapp and will Washington, get him to step up here. Uh, Sean, 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 what can I say about you that hasn't been said already? You know, I, I sit here with a championship, and I know as a Bengals fan, you don't know what that's like, but I sit here with this championship. I've sat here for four and a half years waiting for a challenge, and if you so much as think that you can provide that challenge, then step up, because the Pennsylvanian sensation, Greg Cherry, has been the man for nearly five years. There you go. Now tell Will, Will Washington. Tell him where to go. <laughs> Will Washington. You, you know, you may be the Quizzlemania champion, but guess what? You've never faced me one-on-one, -on -one, have you? 
you and I have never crossed paths as far as competing against each other. But I'll tell you what, as good as you are, I know I am far better than you ever will be. Okay. Go. I'm Spawn, Sean Ross Sapp, and Will Washington. Yeah. Will's going to your wedding also, isn't he? Is he going to He's be not. there? Oh, he isn't? He's not. Okay. No. Well, I was, I was going to say that I'll, we'll tell both of them at uh, the weekend, but we'll just tell Sean. But we'll get Sean to – I mean, I think Sean needs to step up here. I think, I think Sean might be ducking you a little bit if I'm being honest. So Right. Greg, we want to thank you for, for being on the show today. Let thank everyone you. know where they can find you at. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Greg Cherry Brand. You can follow me uh, on the Greg Cherry Brand on YouTube. Uh, I do the Greg Cherry Show uh, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock Eastern. I do Jack of All Trades once a month on a Thursday uh, around 5 o'clock Eastern, doing a tag team version in the month of October. So that one should be really exciting. Uh, you can catch me every Monday on Unsportsmanlike with Jared Bailey over on Know Your News. And you can also catch me on Saturdays with Fight Full Football Weekly with Steven Jensen and Rob Wilkins. Doing a lot of stuff now. Dude, this is great. Very cool. It's good to stay busy. Always good to stay busy. It's always good to have more friends in the space too. Right, guys? Definitely. Definitely. Greg, thank you again. Thank you, Greg, for joining us, Greg. Guys, we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. We are back, and that is a wrap on everything, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us today, this morning on the Spotlight. Thank you again to Greg Cherry for being in the Creator Spotlight. Everyone go check him out at Greg Cherry Brand. Go check out YouTube, Greg Cherry Brand on YouTube. Guys, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, Next week, don't know the status of the show. Once again, it'll just depend on where everybody's at. If Steven Jensen is still alive. If uh, I'm around how I'm feeling, if I decide to actually use my time off to take time off. Very bad at that, but we will see. But thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, everybody, for the support just in general with everything. Um, Fightful Overbooked, everyone, go over there. Head over to FightfulOverbooked.com. We have a live episode of Coexisting with Rob and Maggie today at 1 p.m. Eastern. Usually they are on Fridays at 3 Eastern. Bumped up today because of everything going on with the, the hurricane, and I hope everyone in Florida and the south region of the United States is safe. Uh, if you, you know... However, you got to take care of things, take care of things. Just hope everybody is safe. Hope everybody's belongings, homes, pets, family members, everything out there is safe. Everyone stay safe down in Florida and the South region of the United States as the thing makes its way upwards. Um, so yes, be, because of the hurricane, there is a, the episode of coexisting with Robin Maggie is now live today, one o'clock Eastern fightfuloverbook.com it'll also be up on fightful.com everybody wants to check that out as well uh head over to fightful overbooked we have new content we have content uh nearly every day over there and day after dynamite is live at three on youtube.com slash fightful will washington will review last night's episode of dynamite with a special guest not sure who it is but whoever it is i'm sure they are great because will washington is great it only gets the best guest and then i ruin it by jumping in and annoying him um thanks guys again for the support thanks guys for for everything i hope everyone has a lovely thursday a lovely weekend we'll talk to you if not next week then two weeks here on the spotlight bye everyone